This episode is brought to you by JList.com. On JList.com, you can shop from an amazing catalog of anime goods such as anime games, visual novels, toys, Japanese snacks, books, and so much more. Support this podcast and visit JList.com for all your anime shopping needs. The hobo gift bag, on the last day of the con, Roko had like a third of that bottle of the Goldschlager. And he goes down into the into the into the lobby of the hotel room, and he gets like the he goes to the continental breakfast, and he gets like the mini wheats, you know, the mini the mini <laughs> box of mini wheats, a little bo- a little carton of milk, a banana or something, and he has this brown paper bag, right? And he, so he puts them in the in the brown paper bag with the Goldschlager, okay. And he wraps it up real nice. And on the way back to the convention on the Sunday, the last day, he found a homeless person on the street and gave them the gave him the hobo gift bag, which was a breakfast of cereal and fruit. And, and a half a bottle and of half a bottle of Goldschlager. What a kind soul. That's amazing. Indeed. That's awesome. And thus the Hobo gift bag was born. You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. What is up, everybody, and welcome to the 329th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. We're getting so old. We are so old. <laughs> Just like the person sitting to my right. Say hello, Mitsugi. Hey, what's up, everybody? Pleasure to be here. We are slam jam-packed today. Going to have a very argumentative review on Erased. Uh, Brace thyself. Brace thyself. yourself. And uh, the other voice you hear is the lovely... Uh, Kimiko, I almost <laughs> forgot your stage name. Oh, I thought that that was hesitation on the lovely. I'm like, like wow. How dare you? Wow. I had to think about it for a second. I'm like, yes, that is correct. She is lovely. Aw, How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Kazuo? I'm doing very well. Uh, of course, you guys can always find us every Sunday at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, streaming from our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash something, something, Animatics Anonymous Podcast. <laughs> You'll find us. Um, and also on iTunes, or you know, just go to our website, it's aapodcast.com. From there, you'll find links to everything. You can also create an account to gain access to our additional episodes, which is our uh, hentai episodes, hobby addicts, etc. after parties. We just recorded a hobby addicts on E3. We did. Which is actually faster than mo- actually faster than every single video game podcast no, that, I subscri- <laughs> well, that I subscribe oh, okay. to. Okay. So I'm sure there are some that we're broadcasting Faster like, than like live. Every but. podcast ever <laughs> no, in no, no. the world. In the world. Also, I was thinking about like doing uh, doing membership number tiers on the website. Like for every hundred episodes, for every hundred members we get on the website, we watch something else horrific live. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, like man. when we like when we get our 500th member, we watch Pico Boku no Pico live. Oh god, something oh my god, like no. that. But that's not Please. official yet. We're pondering, <laughs> pondering the why possibilities. Would you, why would you plant that nightmarish seed in my head, Mitsugi? But you will want to get that that Hobby Addicts episode and the other ones. We have almost 20 now, and the Hentai episodes, which uh, are fantastic, and you can get all of those at, a- at aaapodcast.com. Yes, you can head over there. You can create just a free account. It takes just a couple minutes, and it's super fun, and you have access to a bunch of stuff. So, it makes me feel happy. Yes, and it makes him happy. In his special place. That's right. Um, this episode, very special episode, we are going to be doing a review on Erased, 
which is also known as what's that long name? Of it? Um, Boku Dake Gai Naimachi. There you go. Which is not even which, remotely close. Which to Which is erased. a direct translation of erased. No, no <laughs> not even close. No, it's not. Oh. In fact, not only. In fact, I thought it was quite funny because erased is a past tense verb, correct? Yes. The phrase Boku Dake Gai Naimachi actually has no verb in it at all. There's no verb in that phrase. It's it's, it's like the ad- time in which I wasn't or something, it's an right? Ad- it, it's an There's ad- an adverb. It's an adjective it's modifier. It's an adjective phrase and a noun. That's I don't it. remember. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I don't remember elementary school English. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Anyway, so we'll be reviewing Erased or Boca, Baga, Booga, whatever that's called. And also talking about our main topic, which is convention tips. We're going to talk to you guys about uh, what to do when you go to a convention, what not to do. How to survive. How to survive. It is convention season. Prepare yourselves. It's always convention season somewhere. So yes, uh, of course, before we get into all of that, we have our trivia for this week. Uh, If you go over to aapodcast.com, you can participate in this trivia. Uh, The answer for this week was... Pupa. Ugh. Ugh. God, that is... Oh, the theme is terrible anime or shitty anime. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So it qualifies, but so it still makes you shudder. It's really bad. Mitsuki, you want to read off uh, who the correct answers or who got the correct yeah. answers? Yeah, Homesick Snail, f- uh, Forey Stickman, Heavy Metal Leo, Level 16 and Arcanine, Yonko Sensei, ooh, this is a new one, S- uh, Sith, Sithero, Nelly1876, Bakichiko, Major Mecha Master, Viva La Jedi, Kinpatsu, wait, Kin- Kinpatsu no... no Kinpatsu no, ga- no Gaka. So what? Uh? Kinpatsu no Gaka. Ichi, uh, Icy Rose, Kind Kieran, Chibi Rob, Astrophysics, Bernie Wolf, Guy Rakuto, King of, and oh, this is great, King of Dong Style. Yes. Nice. Fantastic. Amazing. Well played, sir. All right. Who's the winner? Uh, the winner for this week is Kind Keating. Oh, good job. Congratulations. I got to update the trivia so that the new one goes up on the site. You win nothing so far. <laughs> Not yet. But give it time. You may win yeah. something. I don't know what. Um, Of course, in addition to our weekly trivia that we have on the website, for those listening, we have an in-show trivia question, which we will answer at the end of the show. This week's in-show trivia question is, in Excel Saga, Excel's pet dog is named after what food? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Huh. Yeah. Do you guys know the answer? No. It is... uh, Waffles. (laughs) Waffles. Well, the (laughs) the joke is that she's always starving to death, and so she constantly... Threatens to eat her it dog. Is baked ziti. <laughs> I do love me some baked ziti. Chimichurri. His name is Chimichurri. Howdy, partner. I seen you riding in on that dusty trail. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the moe. All right, good, the bad, and the moe, my favorite segment, because it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) For the good today, we have a little bit of news. Japan has delayed the increase in its Japan sales tax to 2019. So the sales tax in Japan was originally introduced in 1989 at 3%, and it had since been risen to 8%, which is higher than most U.S. states. And the proposal would would have raised the tax to 10% nationally. However... Uh, Abe admitted that the economy of Japan was still basically in the shitter, and despite multiple years of economic stimulus by the government, and as such has pushed back the increased sales tax to 2019, uh, because it was very unpopular. (laughs) I wonder why. So I imagine he was trying to save his own ass, because the combination of his failed economic plan plus raising sales taxes would probably make people, well, not vote for him again. He blamed the slowdown in the Japanese economy on... 
the uh, on the Chinese economy. So go ahead and blame your Asian neighbor for your for your own failings. Oh yeah, that's fair. So I I, I call this the good because. You know, Japan has been pumping a lot of money into their economic system just to try to stimulate their economy mm-hmm. for a while. You know, it's called fiscal spending, spending by the government to create jobs and things like that. But you tr- they're pumping money into the system and then simultaneously raising sales taxes, which takes money back out of the system. So you have two completely counter counter effects there. Mm. And so I wonder why they're doing that. If anything, they ought to be lowering taxes if people can spend more. Mm. Because when people... When sales taxes go up, people tend to hoard their money, and that causes less spending, which kills your economy. So I that think it's sense. it's a good decision on their part. I don't know if they're doing it for the right reasons, but my economic classes tell me it was a smart move. So the bad, and we just talked about this on our Hobby Addicts for E3, was my, is my personal take on Kojima's new game, Death Stranding. Because I, I expect a lot from Kojima, and so when he comes out on stage, I get really excited. And then he dropped this crazy cracked out acid trip uh, Norman Reedus's butt trailer on us. <laughs> and I was just like totally let down by it because it was the first thing I'd seen from his new game. And I already know that I probably won't be getting it. If I have to, if I have to stare at Norman Reedus's ass the whole game, I'm I, not really interested. I doubt that's going to be the case. But you don't have to worry because it probably won't come out for three years. I may not least. even be alive then. <laughs> So, yeah, um, so dead whales, crat and crabs everywhere, melting babies, Norman Reedus' ass. Uh, by the way, he had a C-section yes, he did. on his stomach, so now we have dudes giving birth to babies, um, which he picks up a baby, and then it, like, turns into oil. Um, yeah. What the hell and is it was this? Totally, totally stolen, total stolen that idea from the uh, classic Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that came out in the early 90s. What was it called? With... with- Black oil babies? No, I don't know. When he, when he was pregnant. Oh, God. I oh. Don't know. <laughs> and for the Moe, <laughs> and for the Moe, we have Pussy Noodles. I'm sorry, what? what? <laughs> Puss, pussy Noodles. Uh, yeah. um, so there's I'm a Japanese confused. a Japanese advertisement was, was put out um, on TV with a, uh, a, with where they're selling ramen noodles, but it's like this really cracked out crazy commercial. The that involves a samurai impaling himself, a a cat farting on a bowl of ramen, a giant man where a man wearing a giant dick suit dancing around, um, and blonde women speaking really terrible Japanese, and it's just total psychos- totally this psychotic. The, it's this can't the best be commercial I have ever real. seen. <laughs> I'm actually gonna play the uh, I'm actually gonna play the audio from the clip while simultaneously playing the video for you guys. Because I think you might get a kick out of it. So, what do you think? You want to watch this? Sure. Yes. While, while I while I play the audio. All right. Let me see if I can uh, logistically manage this. <laughs> I didn't know machine guns made that sound. Yeah. So she's right, here. She comes. Oh, oh my god. Oh, noodle with noodle! That's not real. <laughs> no, it is real. So you could actually like if we looked it up online, we could purchase things of pussy, pussy noodle. noodle. I wanna believe it's real. I, I haven't checked that, but I, I wanna believe it's I'm real. I'm checking it now. The, the chat like... is calling for a link. I posted it for you. I don't like the word pussy. It just feels weird to say. Well, she's in a cat suit. Right. So it's supposed to make sense 
I, I don't. It's it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense at all. But Japan has done it yet again with. Um, yeah, because watching samurai people w- stab themselves through the throat makes me want to buy ramen. <laughs> all right, and that's it for good, the bad, and the moe. Oh, what? Are we, oh, I see. What do we? What do we have next here? Oh, it's oh, that's time a good for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag, bag, 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 bag. Oh yeah. How did you guys even invent that dance? Um, I just tacked myself onto it. Right. I wasn't a part no, of the this invention. was a dance that I used to do a long time ago, before I was even on the podcast. Every time the mailbag dance would come on, oh, and I'd you be did like, it personally? Yeah, and I would be in my car and I'd start going. So this was a Kazuo original. Yeah, and then when I came on the podcast, I started doing it, and then Shiaki started doing it too. You know, you know, now it's it's mandatory. You know what's so funny is that when I made that drop, I wasn't. I mean, I still, I'm, I still don't consider myself super good at making drops or anything, but. I think that drop is like really terrible. Yes, <laughs> but it you is. guys, you are correct. But, it's but pretty like, bad. But a lot of people seem to really like it, and maybe it's one of those things where it's just so terrible that it's it's a staple now, Mitsuki. It's I don't know. It's like the mailbag dance is like famous. So. I think. See, when you can't be good, be so bad that it's good. Okay, that's that's how I live my life. All right. Wise words <laughs> from Kazuo. Do you want to know what 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 is not going to be bad? What's that? You guys want? Are you guys excited? Because yes. in approximately 10 minutes, the bacon of the month bacon brought to you by the Church of Mitsugi will come out of my oven. Oh my God, is, I can already smell it. Uh, yeah, I can smell I it. I can oh smell yeah. it since I walked in, yes. just mouth watering. It's my very God. thick. It's very thick. Is that's it a special, she, a special she said. Yeah. Of course that's it's what like she maple. It's like maple marinated country bacon. Huh. Oh my God. And it's like a pound is only like 10 slices because it's so like awesome. It's going to be great. I want it in me. You know what else is awesome? <laughs> Can I have that? Can you just say that again? Can okay. I have that as a clean drop? I want it in me. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. All right. Well. Well, now we have you in, as a good drop for that. Yes. So thank oh. you for the repeat. Oh, how are you guys enjoying your beer? What are you having? I haven't. I haven't cracked it open yet because I'm still finishing good. my energy drink. I like to. I, I like to go Elvis when I drink, where you have an upper and a downer. Oh. I'm trying to kill myself well, that won't slowly. Clearly. <laughs> One day I'm going to be dead on a toilet. And you'll all know why. So, so Kimiko, you you approve of the beer that I bought for you guys today? I do actually. It's surprisingly nice. It's uh, Sierra Nevada, um, and it's the Summerfest. You have Chris to you plugging. have to say it like a pretentious, you know, mm, beer snob. You're like, this is oh, the uh, Sierra Nevada Summerfest. Yes, it's a Sierra Chris Nevada. Lager. It's a Czech style uh, lager, very similar to a pilsner, but not but, quite a pilsner. But you wouldn't know anything about that. Of course, of course, yeah, it's yeah. a little bit too highbrow for you. Well, don't feel too bad, or, or or don't feel too happy about it. You know, it's not like I bought it out of my own pocket. I am now adding it to the expense Ex- list for the podcast. <laughs> As well, you Let's should. Let's see here: beer on June nineteenth from Publix, ten dollars. Mm. It's it's the necessary fuel for your alcoholic host. Pod- <laughs> beer is podcast fuel. It is. Uh, now let's let's get back on track a little bit here. We have our no. mailbags that we need to get through. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. We're a mailbag. So that's right. If you want to send us a mailbag that we will eventually read on the podcast, yes, we read all of them literally. Uh, just head on over to our website aapodcast.com and click on the mailbag button. It's that simple. Can and I just? Can I? It's just, so simple. Can I just derail? A Moe girl for could do it. A what girl? A Moe girl. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> are you going to de- derail us again? I don't know if Moe girls can use computers. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So Cosmo, you're getting a new. You're getting your own segment. I am. I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are. And there is a. There is a. There is now a drop down on the mailbag button on the website. Ooh. So now rather than just having a mailbag button, the mailbag button now drops down to two buttons. 
the mailbag and the and and, and, and catch up with Kazuo. Yes, which was a, a, a so it's an idea for a segment that I've been wanting to do for a very long time, and we finally decided to go forward with it, and that is to review shows that we have missed along the way or maybe shows that came out that we just never you know came out before we were doing the podcast whatever what or classics yeah classics anything anything that you want us to review that we haven't already uh i'm gonna try to take it upon myself to watch them and, and review them on the show um godspeed and, and the name of of this particular segment was uh via someone on the facebook group page which i can't remember and i can't find the post because it was a while ago um, but you know who you are. Oh, I have it on my phone. I can look it up. Oh, okay. But um, so yeah, it's gonna be stylized as like a diner. Like, is it ketchup? Is it? Like, yeah, okay. it's, ke- it's ketchup. Like ketchup on old anime, but it's but it's ketchup. But it's ketchup, like ketchup. That's cute. And I'm gonna put it together, and it's gonna be it's gonna be good. So if you okay. want, if you have old anime that you want Cosmo to review, you can go to the website and uh, submit your submit your 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 request. Yes. I imagine you'll fall behind by like hundreds of shows oh, very yeah. quickly. Look, I'm just gonna move at my own <laughs> pace. If, if you have to deal with that. Yeah. Okay. And what I'm probably going to do is look at what's on the list and choose what what is the most popular show, so that way more more people get use of that segment. Ch- Chibi Rob in the chat asked if it's if it's films or just shows, and I think you told me that you didn't want you did not want to exclude anything. Yes, it is. So it's going to be any, oh, so all of the movies, man, all of the movies, movies, shows, OVAs, whatever that we have not reviewed. So please check the review section yeah. of our website before and, you start posting stuff on there. And the person on the Facebook who suggested it was Matthew Burns. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you yeah. kindly. Thanks, Mateo. Yeah. Mateo. Mateo. <laughs> Mateo. All right, so first mailbag. Yes, first mailbag comes from Manly Mudkip. Let's see. Uh, Kimiko, do you want to read that one? Sure thing. Manly Mudkip writes, Greetings, AAA crew. Do you think that you guys will ever make it back up to Otakon? The last year you guys made it out there, I had only recently begun listening to the show, so I didn't really feel as comfortable trying to meet up with you as I would now all these years later. With 2017 being their first year in a new location, maybe it would be a perfect opportunity for the AAA podcast to make its reappearance at Otakon. So, is there a chance? Hell nah. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Actually, um, (laughs) I considered it. Actually, Chiaki and I are going to Otakon this year. In a certain capacity, the uh, they they do this thing called Otakon Matsuri now, which is like uh, Otakon. It's basically their answer to a four day event to a five day to being a four day convention, but they are doing like they do it up front, so it's not the Monday, it's the Thursday, and they it's and the Thursday is free for anybody, and they're doing like a lot of like yukata contests and uh, and live um live live performing artists that are that are going to be doing concerts and stuff. And they're having Shihoko Hirata and Lotus Juice from Persona. The Persona video games are going to be performing. And I'm not missing out on that, especially for free. So we will be in Baltimore for that Thursday before Otakon. So if you wanted to like have dinner with us or something, send me an email, and I'm sure we can work it out, definitely. We're, we're going to be down in a hotel down in the convention, down in the downtown area near the harbor. Mm. And they have some really nice seafood restaurants down there. So I've never been to Otakon. So it's pretty good. I pretty need nice. to go back to Otakon. I, I have been to Baltimore once. It was horrible. I, I made some <laughs> Baltimore. Baltimore. It was in the middle of the summer and it was Ooh, insanely smothering, hot. smotheringly hot. Yeah. Like awful. I, I was confused by how hot it was because we we're in Florida it's and it gets very hot. crazy hot here. But it's going to be it's going to be trying for me personally. But I will I, I may buy one of those vests that have like cooling systems inside of them for like 50 bucks. It totally probably probably be worth it. Probably, so, but yeah, actually. if you want to meet us at Otakon, you or anybody else, send us send me an email, and uh, we will probably have dinner. I'd love, love to have some seafood down there in the harbor. Yeah, if you know what he means. Yeah, I'm going down. Whoa! Next mailbag. Timber. Next mailbag is from that. Is call me. 
Nelly1876. <laughs> Hi, guys. Not too long ago, I finished listening to an episode of the podcast where you, where you discussed a bunch of anime that flopped in Japan, and quite a few of them were pretty surprising. So I'm wondering if you think any of those anime would have done better had they aired during a different year. Take care, Nelly1876. Nelly and, uh, yeah. What so, do you guys think? Wait, so there was some shows that didn't do well in Japan, and we're wondering if they would have done better if they came out at a different well, time. Like, didn't you say that One Punch Man? There was like literally nothing. I there don't believe the last it's doing. I don't think that was out at the time that we had this discussion. But mm. One Punch Man, I don't think is doing well because when last time I was there, it was like during the peak period that One Punch Man would have been popular, and, and there, there was, was no merchandise. There was like I saw one stand of yeah, manga. I think you and sent a, sent me a picture or something of that one stand or posted it somewhere. I would have sent you every picture I could find, but that's all I could find. <laughs> so, but um, no, this was mostly like a list. That we, I think you'll recall, Kazo, that we made fun of Madhouse because like eleven of the twenty shows were Madhouse yeah. shows, and they were Ooh. all like, they were all sci-fi and it's, fantasy. It's like, how is that company still around? I don't know. <laughs> they, they they every show not fails. doing well. Not doing well. Wait, so I know that this is probably like way way back there, but didn't Cowboy Bebop not do very well? initially in Japan or something or like I know obviously it did a lot better here and that's why Space Dandy was done the way that it was but would Cowboy Bebop qualify? Well, we got this list off I actually have the list here and I don't know if Cowboy, if Cowboy Bebop is on here but Trigun is which hmm. may or may not be surprising to you and I think the biggest flop on the entire list was let me see here was Parasite which we lo oh no okay they're not in any particular order but Parasite was on here, B Tomb, Fractal, Bakuman, Shiki, oh, Bakuman didn't do very well. Skip Beat, Needless, Rin, Daughters of Namasane, that I'm not surprised. Ergo Proxy, like a lot of this Paranoia Agent, a lot of these shows are like sci-fi or horror or fantasy because Japan doesn't give a shit about that stuff now. It's and that's all the stuff that does really well here. <laughs> Yeah, these are like Par Paranoia Agent was a big show here. It was out on, it was oh, on yeah. TV for like three years. Yeah, <laughs> Parasite has a pretty substantial following here. Oh, it was on TV for like three years, and it's only like six episodes. Wasn't it like really short, Paranoia Agent? Just repeating it over I and think over. Let's see, episode count. It's tw thirteen episodes. Oh, thirteen, okay. Yeah, it was like airing forever. Technolize, like you can just imagine that. I like technolize. In a, me, I, I also enjoyed it, but like in a country where all they care seem to care about is like moe, yeah, etchy and idols. You can imagine that a show like that, like a like a, a high sci-fi. I guess it's not really high sci-fi, but like a sci-fi. It's sci-fi enough. It's not like it doesn't fall into the genres that they prefer. Guess who made Technolize? Madhouse. 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 <laughs> yep, Madhouse. <laughs> Cyberpunk is, is how you call classify that. So, like back back when I started watching anime when I was like fifteen, shows like Escaflone and and Serial Experiments Lane, those were popular shows, but. The the funny thing is that like I feel like Japan goes through these phases, you know. Like back then, Moe didn't even exist practically. Right. So I think it's every everything is driven by the time period that it releases. Yeah, that's I can true. Agree with that. But I don't know if any of these shows in particular, if there's been a time period that they would have been popular in. I'm surprised X is a is a was a failure because X is a clamp anime. Mm -hmm. Oh, but it did. But it was made by made Madhouse. By Madhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <It's> shit. <laughs> Nope, Madhouse. Oh my God, Boogie Pop Boogie Phantom, also Madhouse. Madhouse. Yeah, oh my God, Madhouse. Look at this Trigun, Madhouse. Madhouse. Holy shit. Yeah, it's not. How good. are they even open? I don't know. I. It makes no sense. They must be close to going. Have bankrupt they made at this any point, money right? on a show? Like, I don't know. Surely. Have they ever I had a successful I, show? I don't know. 
I don't know. Um, Hajiman Repo is Madhouse. They're surviving yeah, off. I don't the, know if that's all that. <laughs> that's successful. the only thing. They're surviving off the Hajiman Repo money. Yeah, which probably isn't much because I, I don't imagine Hajiman Repo selling a lot. Not anymore. Yeah, the manga, I, I the manga is still running, I think. But, Their yeah. savings are dwindling. All right, what's next? Uh, next mailbag comes from Zura Janai Katsurada. Well, I don't know what that means, if anything. I have no idea. Okay, well, let's see. The mailbag says, good day, AA crew. You guys have mentioned before that you avoid reviewing long-running anime because it would take too much time to watch uh, it all before reviewing it. Would you ever consider, perhaps, taking one story arc out of a long-running show and watch and review that rather than the entire show as a whole. Thanks a bunch. I always look forward to what you guys have to say. I'm deferring to you, Kazuo. To me? Well, yeah, yeah you're the one that's going to have the segment for old stuff. That would, yeah. so that would, would fall, fall right into your new this segment. This would fit into your segment. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to review One Piece or anything like that. It's hundreds and hundreds of episodes. But if well, but that's what they're saying. Like, you could review maybe the first maybe. arc of One Piece. Yeah, May, it's, well, yeah. See, hmm, that's tough to say. If I'm enjoying the show, I may. If it's like a dog shit show that just takes way too long, I'm not watching that. Because <laughs> you got to consider, I'm already watching a show every week to review on the show, on the podcast. Uh, and if if I'm watching anything extra, it's going to be in Yeah, my but I already time. ate this shit burger. <laughs> yeah, so maybe, depending on the show, we shall see. Because there are some long shows that I do want to watch that I haven't. You could probably... Like pick the best season of a long show. Yeah. Or honestly, if it's really that long, you should probably just watch the first season. Because I mean, if if, yeah. if it's like a two hundred episode show, like if it was Inuyasha or something like that, can you imagine jumping into like starting on episode one thirty? Yeah, have no make freaking sense. clue. Plus, the best part of most shows is the beginning anyway. Yeah. I think like especially after a certain sh- point, they start to get a little bit repetitive. Yeah. Sh- shonen shows always slide downhill. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty much a guarantee. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Basically, what I'm doing with this segment is, um, and I, I kind of want to clarify a little bit, is you guys are going to request shows on the website. I'm going to look at those shows. I'm going to head over to a couple different sites and rank by most popular shows. And whatever is highest, like, I think somebody's already requested Sword Art Online. And that's, like, one of the top most popular shows. Haven't you already shows. seen that? I have, but we haven't reviewed it. So you should probably start with shows you've already seen. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm what saying. So, do. like, that's a show that I'm likely to review in this segment because it's something that is super popular that we've never reviewed and that people have requested. So Reasonable. Yeah. All right. Next mailbag is from the Viva La Jady, and he, and he or she writes, uh, Dear AAA Podcast, this is a question for Kazuo. Ooh. What did you think of the starters for Pokemon Sun and Moon? You haven't seen them yet, correct? I have not. This is fantastic. I have them right here oh, for you. Oh, you do? Oh, how nice. Thank you. I'm going to post them into the chat. And by the way, I have decided I'm going to buy it. Really? I am. I'm going to buy Pokemon Sun and Moon. Gonna He's going to do it. All right. All right, show me them. I want to know which one is your favorite, okay? Squirtle. Here <laughs> is here is the here is the first here's the first one. It's what called his name, is, his, his name oh is his name is Oh my god, it's so cute. His name is Rowlet. He's an owl with like a leaf bow tie. He is a grass quill Pokémon, height 1 foot, weight 3.3 pounds, grass mm. flying type, ability overgrow. Do we have his evolutions? N- uh, not on this one. Oh, okay. That's fine. Oh my god, I want one. You want me to try to find the evolutions? Uh well, let's look at these first and Okay. The next one, and uh, this is the one that I'm favoring, right. Litten, fire oh, cat Pokemon. Oh, man. One foot, four inches, <laughs> almost 10 pounds, fire type, ability blaze. Okay. The Viva LeJady uh, packed it. Ability blaze, bro. And this next one, I swear, this this might be, are you ready for this? Yes. This could be. So the, excited. This could be the worst starter Pokemon of all in time. The, in the history of all the seven generations. Worse or than Bulbasaur? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. 
Are you prepared? All right, let's see. Are you are you prepared? I'm ready. All right, it's called. His name is Pope Pope Leo. He is a what sea lion Pokemon, hell? one foot four inches high, sixteen pounds, water type ability torrent. What in the world is that? Yeah, he looks like he's from Kaleidostar. That looks terrible. What do you think? It's like a circus seal. Yeah, no, hell no, <laughs> on that. Uh, just judging off of their initial forms, I've got to go with the fire cat. Owlet. Who's what? I want the owl. Oh, one. I want the owl. <laughs> yeah, I got to go with the cat whose special ability is blaze. <laughs> you gotta get blaze, man. That's awesome. You guys so, would be best friends. I'm trying to find. Uh, I'm trying to find a link that has like the, the evolutions, but I haven't found it yet. No. Oh. So, but I'll but I'll let you know if I do find it. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Our next uh, next mailbag here. Where are we? I don't even know. Comes from the Harbinger. The Harbinger, 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 is that how you say it? I think Harb- it's Harbinger. Harbinger. Harbinger of boobs. <laughs> boobs. Nice. I, I do like me some boobs. Wow. So, uh, Kimiko, you want to go ahead and read that one? Sure thing. Uh, the Harbinger of boobs <laughs> says, hey guys, long time listener, uh, first time mailbagger. I just finished the Blade anime and was wondering what American products, books, TV show, movie, comics, etc. would you like to see turned into an anime? Mine are the Lightbringer, I think, yeah, the Lightbringer saga by Brent Weeks, one of the Mistborn trilogies by Brandon Sanderson, or Invincible by Robert Kirkman. Ooh, Invincible would be pretty cool. Um, I don't know, I don't know about as an, as an anime though, definitely if they were yeah. to animate it here in like western animation style that would be kind of cool um i want a harry potter anime a harry potter anime would be cool we've had this question we've had various iterations of this question before um game of thrones would be a cool one i think we've talked about potentially a game of thrones oh 100 yeah would be pretty sick um what else oh a batman anime would be dope god yeah they haven't done that yet that's interesting we have so many batman animations already though i mean it's not anime but like yeah. So many Batman, but cartoons. they made like, but they made like an X Men anime, and there's Which, there's X Men yeah. cartoons, and yeah, they and those all were not very sucked. Good. The Wolverine one, where he's like Welcome. a, oh man, a, what, what do they call it? like a Bashonin <laughs> vampire type character? It's like what? That's not the Wolverine. Iron Man one. So, uh, Iron Man one wasn't that bad. By the way, I'm sorry. Did you did you ever finally pick which one was your favorite of the three? Uh, the Fire Cat one, whatever his name is. And I Litton. picked the Owl. Litton, yeah. Do we? Can you agree that the that Popplio the wa- no, water? No, he looks terrible. Nobody wants is that like the, one. Is that the worst starter you've ever seen? Much worse than Bulbasaur, right? Yeah, I mean, he looks pretty terrible. I want. To, well, oh, do, are those the evolutions right there? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. That looks like them. Yeah, I might have been sure. fan made. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these are fake, so Possible. you got to be careful. So true. Are we out of mailbags? Uh, we've got two, two more. more. Okay. So <laughs> next one here comes from Cloud Chaser. I think Mitsuki, is it your turn? Oh, is it? Or is it mine? I don't uh, know. G- gaming is there. Is there time? What video games are you playing? Do you all play any tabletop games? Do you have board game nights? That would be dope. Oh my god, I want to do a board game night. Me too. Um, funny they should ask what games I'm playing, Mitsuki. Okay. Because I recently came across True. a PlayStation 2. Yeah, how much did you pay for that? 20 bucks. Oh, oh my God. man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Brilliant. so I have a gajillion friggin' amazing PlayStation 2 games that I will probably never play again. Yeah. And I will loan any of them to you. Nice. So uh, I picked up, when I when I bought it, I picked up Grand Theft Auto 3 and played through oh that in its entirety, which took, which took like- Already? It only took like eight hours or something like that. Is it really that short? It's super short and very straightforward and- yeah. Wow. Like it's basically drive here, drive here, drive here, and then it's like okay, done. <laughs> like all right, cool. 
That's so, crazy. Yeah, the game is, is very limited, but it's an old game. It came out like, you know, 15 years ago or something. Um, and I just picked up Dragon Quest Eight. I know you have it, but I wanted to own it myself. It's mer- it's fantastic. So that may be the very next one I play. That might be the best RPG on PS2. Sweet. So yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna definitely have 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 some good times with that. That's awesome. Um, we don't have a board game night, but maybe we should. Oh my god, we could film we, it. Maybe we should discuss that. Um, yeah. Well, people probably would watch. Other people play board games. I don't see why not. They definitely well, do. Think There's about Critical Role. I mean, I know it's yeah, not board that's games. That's uh, that's D and D. But I have a lot of fun watching everyone play uh, D and D on Critical Role. It's a great show. I've never actually played D and D. I've only done it a couple of times, but I really enjoyed it. I'm a what? huge fan of um, of role playing. When I was in high school, there were some kids that would play uh, Magic, and I tried to like get in with them to play it, but they wouldn't let me. Aww. I was like, "You guys suck." I have Poor a long baby Coswell. I have a long history with Magic. It's definitely very elitist, and um, it is. I was like, it's yeah, expensive to get into, and expensive, assholes. even more expensive to keep up with. And it's not really a board game. True. Mm. So D would be cool, or something like that. I just finished Dark Souls three. Finally. Oh God. Chiaki and I worked together. One hundred and thirty-six hours. One hundred and thirty-seven hours, and we Dude, got Lord. we got the platinum trophy at level two hundred and twenty-seven. You're a sick man. Huh. So we got that. Um, there was a. Boatload of farming. It was really. It was really <laughs> what are you painful. gonna play next? Um, I have almost played through Uncharted Four, which is um, I have mixed feelings about it, but it's a really great stealth game. Okay. Oh, interesting. It's like it blows Metal Gear Solid Four and Five away in really? stealth. Oh yeah, it's are, not close. Are either of you guys playing Overwatch? I know that one's really popular. Right I am now. not getting sucked into that mess. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but I, I've I've seen I've watched a lot of people play it on Twitch, and it seems pretty awesome. Honestly, so. the last thing I played was Undertale, and I didn't even finish it. So I'm I'm the worst gamer in the world. Here's my backlog. The next thing I will play is probably The Witcher 3's second expansion, which I'm told is longer than some whole games oh god it's like 25 25 you ha- you're like it, it blows my mind the way you play games because you're you're a i'm a completionist and yet and and it's not like you're like i've platinumed some games before but they're like simple games like games that only take a few hours you could platinum on one playthrough like um the Sly Collection and stuff like that. Like, I've platinumed those, but you platinum games that are hundreds of hours I only, long. I, I only platinum games that I really love. I'm not going to platinum Uncharted 4. It's insane. The Witcher, I've already, I already platinumed it, but The Witcher is is a special game. I mean, it's it's like a once-in-a-generation type of game, if that's how good it is, and I'm looking forward to that starting, starting that expansion. I also just bought Divinity Original Sin, which, if you want to hear about an insane platinum, yeah. that game is it's like a it's like a top down RPG. Like think of like uh, Diablo type top down. Okay. But it's turn based, like strategy, swords and magic, and you can play two players, so you can like coordinate your attacks. It's pretty neat. Okay. But that game has a mode. Uh, that that game has a hard mode, right? Mm-hmm. And then it has a mode where you play on hard, but if you die, it's over. It's over. You lose your yeah. entire data. Oh Jesus! And you have to complete the game on that mode to get God. the platinum. That's insane. And, and so, I'm gonna I'm gonna show shit. my hand a little bit here. I might do it. Um, but when you say platinum, I'm assuming that means that you've accomplished everything that you could possibly accomplish. Basically, in the game? it's for trophy horrors. It's like if you get every trophy in the game, they give you the platinum trophy. Okay. Yes. I think I, I only have like 15 or 16 of them. It's not that. What sucks is when you get the platinum trophy, but you're only at like 87 percent completion because <laughs> there's an expansion and they take that yeah. into account and you're like you son of a bitch they, i have to platinum give they, me 100 they did that with the witcher's first first expansion and i was like oh hell no i hate that and so i got all the platinum so i got all the trophies from the first expansion <laughs> but now i have like 65 percent of them again because there's so many trophies in the expansion too yeah so you better damn believe i'm gonna do that yeah well, you know oh what's cool God. about what i'm doing with the playstation 2 thing is that like it, 
so I never had a chance to play very many PlayStation 2 games back in the day because I didn't have one. Um, and so it's like now I'm going back and playing these games, and they're they're still just as amazing, but like five bucks for Grand Theft Auto 3. I'm like, what? Okay, can I, that's can, awesome. This is really great for you because it's it's my opinion, but the PS2 might be the best gaming console that ever came out. It's, it's the, the only one I've ever owned. It's got like 25,000 games. Yeah. It's insanity. I, mean, I bought it so nuts. I could play DDR. You're never gonna. <laughs> you will never play every every good game on PS2. You could play PS2 games until the day you die, and you will never play play them all. Well, I don't know about that. No, no you won't. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, no, our last mailbag. Yeah. Comes from Taco Lover Forty Seven. Um, and uh, and I'll, now this episode is explicit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go ahead and read this one. It says here, "Hi guys, uh, I recently began listening to your podcast and regret not being able to listen to it sooner." You guys obviously watch and have seen a lot of anime, but where do you guys go to watch them? Different streaming services uh, stream different anime, so do you use paid services like Crunchyroll or find websites to watch them for free? Thanks for the answer and for making my addiction worse. Kazo, Kazo Stayflix asked you a question in the chat. Have you played Shadow of the Colossus? <laughs> yes. Um, okay, that game is awesome. I did not finish it, though, but I I, I, I have vivid memories of, of playing that game, I there, think, probably at a friend's house or something. That game is, like, one of a kind. They've yeah. No one has ever replicated that again. I mean, it's, like, a visual f- masterpiece. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, to I, answer Taco Love's yeah. question. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, yeah, we certainly, I, I mean, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I'm sure they're, it's the same with them, try to use uh, legal means of watching anime. So if it's available on a streaming service like Crunchyroll or... Hulu, who is now like removing a bunch of their shows, so it's gonna be difficult to find them on there. What? Or Why? Hulu decided they're not gonna redo their licenses for anime, and they're gonna pull like most of them off. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? Probably because no one's watching them. So I yeah. imagine that's probably the I reason. I use Hulu probably more than I use Crunchyroll. That sucks. Well, now you can save five bucks a month because you don't need them both. <laughs> I'm not paying for it. I'm using my mom's. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, Hulu, Crunchyroll, Funimation. Um, what's the one that starts with a D? It's like Die something or other. I don't. One remember. Punch Man was available on it. I forget. Doesn't matter. But there's a few different I, legal services out there. I only use Crunchyroll, and if it's not on Crunchyroll, I basically do whatever I have to do to watch it. Whatever he has to do. I try my best. If it's not there, I mean, I'm not going to buy Hulu if they're just going to pull it off Hulu. And I, if, it's, I, yeah. if it's not on Crunchyroll, I'll do what I have to to get it. I uh, usually have a couple of sites that I go to if it's not streaming uh, on Crunchyroll or Hulu or Netflix. And, and the chat just uh, helped me out here. It's uh, Daisuki. So D-A-I-S-U-K-I Daisuki. Uh, is the website that you can watch. They have some streaming stuff there as well. Yeah. So I, tr- I try my best. I mean, I watched Erased on, on Crunchyroll. I got to say, though, Crunchyroll is so funny. I have the Crunchyroll app on my on my phone, mm-hmm. and I'm not logged in or whatever on the app. And if you don't log in, they smother you with ads. You know how, like, on YouTube you watch one ad, then you won't get to watch a video for, like, 20 minutes or whatever? Yeah. yeah. There's, like, seven ads per anime episode on Crunchyroll. I mean, if, if, you, if, if you don't you, log in? If you're not, if you're not like, paying for it and logged Jeez. in. I mean, it's not like you're watching one or two ads. It is, like, they play three ads before the clip, even before the anime episode even starts. Yeah. And then That's they play, aggravating. And then they play a couple at, like, the halfway point. I mean, it's 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 nuts gotta get that paper (laughs) yeah i guess so all right well we are gonna go ahead and uh go into our first news break when we return we will be going over our main topic which is how to prepare and what to take and how much to spend at an anime convention so stick around we'll be right back bacon coming
Hail you anime addicts, this is Chiaki and this is your anime news break. First up, I know many of us were heartbroken when we had to come to terms with the fact that Studio Ghibli has reached the end of an era. Hayao Miyazaki is retired alongside producer Toshio Suzuki, and I don't think any one of us can deny that Studio Ghibli is not what it once was. But that doesn't mean that we don't have a chance to relive the good old days, and if you want to do more than just popping in a DVD into your player, you can head out to Tokyo if you happen to be in the area from July 7th to September 11th. There will be the Ghibli no Daihakura Nakai, or the Great Ghibli, Ghibli Exhibit. It'll be showcasing memorabilia like production artwork, memos, and film posters from across Ghibli history, as well as statues of Ghibli characters and a reproduction of a Ghibli desk. It'll be at the 52nd floor of the Tokyo City View, which gives it a great panorama of Tokyo. And if that isn't enough, the souvenir shop may be just the thing to get a few more people out there. If getting yourself to Tokyo is a little too demanding for that Ghibli nostalgia, you can check out Toshio Suzuki's memoirs. He recently released them as Ghibli no Nakamatachi, or My Friends at Ghibli. It discusses 30 years of involvement in film production from Nausicaa to when Marnie was there. The book has six chapters covering topics like the era before he got into marketing and was solely interested in filmmaking, and how the fad for cross-promotion changed movie marketing. It also includes a lot of behind the scenes about his co-workers and friends, Miyazaki and Takahata. And that to me sounds like a worthwhile read. Of course, there is no notes regarding if it is or will ever be translated into English, but for those of you who are good at Japanese, it's something to check out. In other news, performing the theme song for a puppet television series, producing a male idol project, and releasing a 20th anniversary album wasn't enough for TM Revolution. Two listings for Takanori Nishikawa, which is TM Revolution's real name, have recently appeared in the web catalog for Comic Hit 90, reserving two neighboring booth spaces under the combined circle name of T-Nen M. Gumi Rivo Hachisensei. The singer and actor has said that he has been interested in comic market before, but it looks like he will be making his debut at the Dojinchi event in August. And finally, for those of you who are interested in the film adaptation of the award-winning Fumiyono Kono's To All Corners of the World manga, Entertainment News website Variety has recently reported that London-based anime production distribution and sales company Animatsu Entertainment has acquired the global rights. So it looks like there's a good possibility that we will be seeing this with some form of English release. This was Shiaki, and this was your anime news break. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back to the show soon. Chiaki, where have you been? I haven't seen you in like four days. I've been rebuilding the website. I just emerged from the coding cave. Oh, so it's live then? Yep, and there's a ton of new features for people to check out. Oh, really? Like what? Well, we have an all-new layout for starters that's super mobile-friendly. Oh, and we have new chibis. They're on the About page. And I made it really easy to access all of our special content like hentai episodes, hobby addicts, and after parties. Wow, this looks really great. The chibis are so cute. But wait, it's not letting me access that special content. Of course not. It's premium content just for our supporters. 
Oh, so I have to sign up on the site to get it? Yep. $1 subscribers get 48-hour early access, $3 subscribers get after parties, $5 gets you the hobby addicts, and $7 gets hentai episodes and, well, just about everything else. Wow, this sign-up system is really easy, and it's all through the aaapodcast.com now? No going back and forth between Patreon. Yep, you can go to aaapodcast.com forward slash join to sign up, and I hope it's a lot easier. After all, when I rebuild the website, our listeners are my number one priority. And we are back to the 329th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. All right, so I have a question. I have an answer. How good is this bacon? It's so good. I uh, mean, is it like the best bacon you've ever eaten? It's certainly up there. You, you, if it's, you, you if never it's not cease, the best. You never cease to amaze me with the, the high quality of the bacon that you provide us. So well, good. That is like so to, good, Duras. I would like to give thanks to the Church of Mitsugi and his bacon. Oh, thank you. Our, our our Pope, who art in the podcast audio. <laughs> Fantastic. Delicious. Be thy bacon. With upon us. I could eat a whole pound of this bacon in like bacon five minutes. That's incredible. So I had a question um, the other day that I think I might, may have posted on Twitter. And it was, if a 99-pound woman eats a pound of Doritos, is she 1% Doritos? Oh, my God. That's probably true, actually. So And frightening. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, uh, yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. Before we get into our main topic today, uh, we have a five-star review from iTunes. Of course, you can always head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, type in a little message. We'll read it on the show. Um, this one here comes from, let's see, Lace, Leather, and Red. Yeah. Ooh, I like loving it. it. Um, so let's see. Kim, Kim, do you want to go ahead and read that one? Uh, sure thing. I, I will try. It is it's very small. small text. <laughs> if you... Um, Shift or something, command and plus. Oh, for God's sake, I can read it. Oh, wait, wait, no, I got it. All right. With with my. I zoomed in. With my 2300 vision, I'll read it. Calm yourself. (laughs) So, uh, Lace Leather and Red says I actually found this podcast because of the Gamergate episode. I wanted to learn more about the topic as the nerdy lady I am. I ended up listening to more episodes and decided to keep listening. This podcast has wonderful and hilarious (laughs) hosts that really know their stuff and keep the flow of topics and conversations interesting. I'm usually pretty busy, so I don't get to watch as much anime in college as I did in high school, but this podcast helps to keep my interest alive. It has also provided more insight into the industry and the fan base that I ever had, and it's fantastic. I urge any anime fan to check it out because this is quality content. You are the bomb. Yes, thank you kindly for your review of the podcast. Thank you. Lace, leather, and red, picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> that, is, that is an interesting name. It's a very specific. Anyways. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Guys. Moving along to our main it topic does paint a nice. It, it paints a nice picture, doesn't it? Oh, it paints it, a beautiful it, picture. Yeah. Or a horrifying picture, depending on... Never mind. Oh, my God, Kazuo. On who's wearing this lace. <laughs> so the, so the <laughs> it's like Danny DeVito in lace, leather, and red. You're like, oh, God, No. So the chat was asking me what method I use to cook my bacon, mm. and I will tell you that I cook it in the oven. And That's if you're true. not cooking your bacon in the oven, you doing are it wrong. doing it incorrectly because the oven cooks almost everything better than the skillet. 
Because the skillet cook, cooks really unevenly, so not only do you burn the shit out of yourself for 20 minutes while you cook a pound of bacon, but it cooks unevenly and you burn half of it. The oven, it won't, you won't get burned. It takes no effort whatsoever. And, and it keeps the juices inside the bacon. Yes, it does, yeah. uh, inside the bacon, and the fat stays on there, and every single slice cooks 100% evenly. It's and kind deliciously. of awesome. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. All right. Well... Oh, God, somebody in the chat just said, oh, okay, I thought somebody said they, they microwave bacon. They said they refuse to microwave bacon. Oh, God, Good. please. I was, whew, I was scared for a second. All right, mm-hmm. so our, our main topic for today is not bacon. It is anime conventions uh, and how to prepare, what to do, all that, pro tips about convention goers. So uh, I guess, Mitsuki, you want to start off with this one? Yeah, this was suggested by the Viva La JD and ah. on, on, uh, on, our, you can, on the mailbag, you can also submit topic requests. So from time to time, I go through there and I find ones that are timely or particularly interesting, and I pick them up. So thank you for for your submission. And it's very timely because July and August is definitely the peak the peak uh, time of year for um, conventions. Right. In July and August, I looked it up. There are fifty five conventions across the USA just in July and August. And, wow! And eight of them are in Florida. <laughs> nice. That's not surprising. Florida is like the mecca of. Uh, Convention. You know, conventions in the U.S. So, people, most people in the U.S., if they're if you're going to go to a convention, it may it probably is during the summer, and seeing as we are just in front of July and August, this is probably the best possible time to do this topic. Does it ever trip you out that like the summer here is the winter in the southern hemisphere? Um, yeah, because that trips me out. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so weird. All right, moving along. <laughs> oh, my God. We are wrought with non sequiturs today, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so I thought that, um, yeah, I, I, so, so I had this broken down into a couple sections. The sections are how to prepare for a con, what to bring, how much to spend, things to do, hmm. um, contests. Um, oh, no, that's in the same category. Things to do if you're doing a panel and then special tips. Awesome. Now, so, because some people, have, some people have never been to a con before. I get that all the time on Twitter. Oh, I'm going to my first con. So excited. So people do have, it's hard for us to believe because, what, been to like 100 anime cons? Oh my God, so many. But yeah. some people, Since like high school. Some people live in like North Dakota and they've never been to a con. Hey, there's, so, there's probably a con in North Dakota. There probably North is. North Dakota con? I don't know. <laughs> I'm Dakota sure con. there is. Do, do you know how I prepare for a con? You how? go to it? I go to it. <laughs> and then I get out of my car and go into the buildings and then I look at stuff. That That's is, awesome. Good for you. And every now and then I will actually buy a pass. Oh my god! <laughs> Some cons. Well, we have a con in Tampa, MetroCon, that so does not beating up a child. MetroCon does not check you. Really? Well, hey, no. Okay, let's not put them on blast. I'm on. I'm not putting them on blast. They have certain areas that you can't go into with, without their badge, it, without a badge. In my younger but years, some of the main floors. In my younger years, there there were some times where I was like, I wonder how long I can be at this con without having a pass. I mean, MetroCon is probably the best anime con in in Tampa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good, it's a great con. I'm just saying you can walk in without having a badge, but they keep you out of all the good shit. Like you can't go into like the major panel rooms. You can't, you can't go into the dealer room. I did it at MegaCon a couple years ago. You got into MegaCon oh, without yeah. a badge? Oh, well, yeah. I guess it's not that hard. MegaCon's so crowded. It was, uh, uh, but I, well, okay. The one that you won't get Sorry. into. <laughs> of, of the cons oh I've God. been to, the one that you have the least chance of sneaking into is probably Otacon and it's amazing. It's don't how do big it. it is. Don't do what? Don't do anything I say. Oh well, you're just a you're just a well, terrible surely by now, boy. Surely by now, everybody knows never to do anything that you do. Yeah, I, I any advice that I give, do the opposite. Don't follow it. Yeah. Don't. 
So if you're gonna do co- so how to prepare if you're gonna do cosplay, you need to prepare that like well in advance. I uh, I don't really make cosplay costumes. I if I do one, I tend to buy it because I don't really have time or I'm not I'm not interested enough in cosplay to make my own. But I want to have fun sometimes. So yeah, yes. and if you're putting together a cosplay, especially if you're making it yourself or mostly making it yourself, you want to have it done with enough time, which I know is hard and I'm biased because I never do this. Um, I'm always struggling to finish it like the day before, but you want to have ideally enough time with a finished cosplay to make sure that it's not going to fall apart, that it's not revealing in places you didn't want it to be revealing, um, that there are certain things that aren't going to irritate you or actually wound you by the end of the con. Trust me, it happens. <laughs> wound you? Oh, yeah. Certain ways that you like make, especially if you're making the cosplay yourself or uh-huh. the way that you carry um, a particular prop, like you could end up with a bruise or something just not realizing how heavy it is or yeah it's it things that you want to have ahead of time prepared so that you know you're going to be comfortable and everything is going to be functional okay so i now i i've personally never cosplayed oh you Um, will what never (laughs) you've never done it at all no no i mean unless you count cosplaying as myself i've done that it's pretty awesome every day you wear your cat shirt and you're and you're good to go that's true I wear a cat shirt and I sneak alcohol in, and that's how you cosplay as Kazuo. I've done a few cos cosplays. <laughs> I did Onizuka once, and I actually bleached my hair for that back back way back in college, and that was a difficult experience. You cosplayed from Bakano with uh, with me and Chiaki. Yeah, I did Isaac, and uh, Chiaki was media. Me- Isaac, um, Chiaki was media, and who were you? Uh, I was niece. You were niece, okay. Mm-hmm. And you cosplayed as a. a Saitama from One Punch One Man. One Punch Man. The that be- was maybe, awesome. maybe the best Saitama ever. Except for the, <laughs> you had the little Jessica Rabbit gloves on, which did not fit right at all. Well, I, well, that's because I bought my costume for $35 from China. Yeah. I don't know who those gloves were built to fit, though. It's like, those are not human dimensions. Well, <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now that they actually didn't have costumes that fit my dimensions, so I had to have it tailored. Yeah. They were uh, like, I, I had my height, my height and my waist would not have fit me in the chest. Mm. So I had to t- I had to order the biggest one they had and I took it to a Just tailor. Take it down. Yeah, I had to, had to take it to a tailor and have them take everything in from like the XXXL. Yeah. Did they give you funny looks like why on earth? Nope. <laughs> that guy was just happy he was getting business, I think. It, well, the, the gloves themselves though were like normal human hands except if the knuckles or if the fingers were all cut off at the second knuckle. <laughs> Cuz they were like nub fingers. I'm like how is this even No one they're built for like orangutans or somebody <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh boy. It yeah. was pretty bad, and I think I broke. I punched a hole in the thumb on one of them. You one punched a hole in it. Yeah, I did. Also, if you're going to travel, obviously you need to. We need to take time off work, book your flights, your hotel rooms. Like big save con- all the money. Big cons are gonna sell out of. Ho- they're they're gonna book. They're gonna book out of hotel rooms for sure. Like Otakon. Oh, yeah. If you wait until the last minute, you'll be sleeping on the street. Here's what you do. Here's the plan. All right, you get to the con. You make friends with random people. You convince them to have a crazy party in their in their hotel room. Then you get everyone and yourself completely drunk, so you pass out, and then you just sleep at their hotel room. Oh my god! <laughs> you could be like Ro- <laughs> you could be like Roco and carry a bottle of Goldschlager with you. And I and, did that. Uh, have you heard of the hobo gift bag? <laughs> no. <laughs> Please However, don't I me of I, I did once I did once buy a twenty four pack of some really cheap beer, drive around town with my friend, and hand it out to people standing on street corners. Roko, Roko, whom I'm going to be doing some hentai episodes with him soon. He's he been, and I, I he's think really he and busy. I would get along very you, well. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a shame he's already been to Japan because you because you guys would have a fun time. Uh, 
Rocco was like heavily drinking that con, and he had a bottle of Goldschlager. And I usually and have whiskey on the in last my backpack. Yeah, I was yeah. the one who told him to buy the Goldschlager because I thought it would be comparable to Fireball. It was not. <laughs> uh, in what way? Stronger? Uh, it's just different. more. Completely it's different. just different. It's they're both cinnamon, but one is a cinnamon whiskey. Goldschlager is a cinnamon liqueur. It's just a lot sugarier and syrupier and. Uh, I think Goldschlager no. was anyway, the first thing I ever got drunk on. So, so the ho- so, yeah hobo gift bag. The hobo gift bag on the last day of the con, Rocco had like a third of that bottle of the Goldschlager, and he goes down into the into the into the lobby of the hotel room, and he gets like the he goes to the continental breakfast, and he gets like the mini wheats, you know, the mini the mini <laughs> box of mini wheats, a little bottle, little carton of milk, a banana or something, and he has this brown paper bag, right? And he, so he puts them in the in the brown paper bag with the Goldschlager, okay, and he wraps it up real nice. And on the way back to the convention on the Sunday, the last day, he found a homeless person on the street and gave him the gave him the hobo gift bag, which was a breakfast of cereal and fruit, and, and a half a bottle and of half a bottle of Goldschlager. What a kind soul! That's amazing, indeed. That's awesome. And thus, the hobo gift bag was born. I've yep. uh, I've drank with homeless people before. They have really, very, very interesting stories. Tell me that story. Um, okay, so there's a few different stories, um, but one was at the beach with a friend of mine. And we were walking around as you do when every time you go to the beach, you have to sneak alcohol on because you're not supposed to have alcohol on the beach. But you always have like in your backpack. I did this thing where I took a soda can or any can like an uh, energy drink can. You can do it. And I basically took my pocket knife and cut open the 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 top portion and you, you drink or pour out your drink and then just fill it up with beer or mixed drink or whatever you want. And you just walk around and it's like, oh, that dude's just walking around with a monster energy drink. But in reality, it's rum and coke. So did you have to cut the top off? Like, couldn't you just it's open it up it's, and then refill it? It's difficult to like pour in the little mouth thing and mix the drink. So I just cut the whole thing off. So it was easier for me. But um, yeah, so I did that. And there was some homeless dude on the beach uh, asking for change. And I was like, I don't have change, but you can have a shot if you want. Oh my God. So, so I ended up Make, making you, friends of all kinds. Did yeah. you have shots with him? Yeah. And then we went further down the beach later on the night, me and my friend Devin. Do you guys walk arm in arm? Uh, no. What? So we're hanging, we walk down the beach and there's like these condos on the beach and we hear music blaring from one of the condos and it's getting later. So we like walk over to see what's going on. And it's these like country people from like Nebraska or something. And they're doing country karaoke inside their condo on the beach. And so we just like walk in and like start hanging out with them and doing karaoke. But I don't know any country songs. So I'm trying to like sing along to songs I don't know and getting drunk with some grandma and her oh family. Coswell, were you one of those kids that brought liquor to high school? You put you put you put like the vodka in the in the bottle in the water bottle. Yeah, so I had um, <laughs> in my high school there was you know every high school has like an auditorium where they do plays and stuff. Yeah, and it, when you go on stage, kind of behind the stage, they have all the props that just sit there and you know for whenever they have plays. Well, behind a couple of props, there was this wall and there's this little doorway, like a small doorway, like for a Munchkin or something. I, I and so I just moved stuff around. I looked Did in. Did you just say Munchkin? Yeah, like a Munchkin, like a little. Shorter. It's a short doorway. It's a small doorway. Like we represent the lollipop twins, Potentially. Munchkin? Or just a short doorway. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Point is, in that doorway, there's a ladder. And the ladder uh, goes up to like the, the attic of okay. the um, of the little, whatever you call it, assembly hall or whatever. So, you know, and nobody knew it was there because it was just behind a bunch of crap. So I would go up there and I brought chairs up there and stuff. And we would hang out and partake of various things in between, you know. <laughs> While we were cutting class, go on, and it was just like the hangout spot. You take girls up there, whatever you want to do, man. What you take girls up there, yeah, and do what? Uh, <laughs> talk about politics mostly. That's not read true. the Bible. That's not what you did. Read the Bible <laughs> in depth. 
That's that's funny. So, okay. Yeah. So uh, what what's it take to an anime con? What what do you guys bring with you when you go to an anime convention? See, so I normally um I normally like to first and foremost bring a friend who's willing to bring a backpack because I don't want anything to get in the way of my cosplay. Um, but it's always good to have, you have to have your ID, um, your, uh, badge, obviously to get in your money. Um, I mean, there, there is, there are a couple of things just for comfort sake or to pass the time. If you have like, um, apps on your phone or if you have a, uh, like a handheld, like a PSP or something, if you want to bring something to while you're waiting in line to keep you occupied. Um, I, I know a Cosmo brings to a con. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I know what it is. You well, anyways. You want to know what it is? What's that? Condoms. I was gonna say booze or condoms. I wasn't or sure which one. <laughs> both. Most likely both. Um, Am I wrong? Um. You, well, you're not wrong. You're a man. You seem man. like the sort of person who just always has condoms Kazo, on you anyway. Kazo, you're a man's man. No. Well, I I guess I'm not sure what that means, but I don't either. Just accept <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You wanted to hear another story about where we hung out in high school? Yeah, I do. Tell me a story. Oh so my God. These stories was, are fantastic. They're phenomenal. We're just never going to make it through this topic. <laughs> at my high school, it's like, okay, you have like the main building area. Then there's out back where like the track is and everything. Beyond the track, there's a fence. And on the opposite side of that fence are a bunch of like portables that are portables. Is that what they call them? The little like yeah, they're small classrooms that hadn't been used in years. And so there was like overgrown grass and everything. And just nobody went back there. Um, so me and my friends, that was one of our hangout spots. We would go there when we were cutting class, which we did a lot. And, um, we would hang out, just be stupid, participate in various activities and consume various substances. Um, and, and one, fantastic. yeah. And one day, uh, one of my friends, I forget his name, some, some skateboarder kid. Um, I hung out with pretty much everybody, but uh he was like hey let's go back i'm like oh i have to have to take this cl- this this test today i can't not today so he's like all right so that he went back with his people and ended up somehow setting one of the portables on fire and burning it down well that escalated quickly wow. yeah I, I from what he told me he had lit like he had taken a piece of paper crumbled it up and lit it on fire and like threw it at somebody as a joke and it ended up catching the portable on fire oh my god and he ended up getting expelled uh, wow. And I was like, well, thank goodness I didn't go that day. Oh, Jesus. Holy shit. So, yeah. That was fun. You, you, man, you dodged bullets all over the place in high school. Uh, both literally and figuratively. Yeah. I think we had a story about that also at one point. About one of the times I got shot at. We had, d- didn't we have a podcast episode called Kazo Shouldn't Be Alive? <laughs> <laughs> we may. We should have a segment called that where you just tell a story about how about times when you might have died. Yeah. That will well, be, be an all-time great segment on this podcast. First time I was in a shootout, two years old. What? <laughs> yep. South Bronx, going across the street in my baby stroller. My uncle was pushing me, and a shootout broke out in the middle of the street. When he like jumped on the stroller, knocked me over, and, and bullets whizzing by. Wow. Yeah, good times. That's, that's crazy. the love of Christ. And it wouldn't, wouldn't be the last. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> How is this your life? That's crazy. <laughs> this shouldn't be real. This is why I don't go outside. No, I'm just kidding. So the other recommendation I have for for things to bring with you to a con are well the convention the the, the food at conventions are are historically bad. Oh god. Oh yeah. Um, con pizza. Not to mention expensive. Actually, FAE, which we were at most recently, actually had good food compared to a lot of cons because there was an attached rest- attached restaurant that served breakfast and lunch and dinner, and they had a Pizza Hut. So compared to some cons, like Otakon's food is horrible. Mm. It's like horrific, and it's extremely expensive 
you'll, you'll buy like a hot dog that's been floating in hot water for like 35 uh, hours and the hot dog well, the hot dog will cost you like six dollars so honestly if you're gonna have a backpack with you you probably will pack some food i mean bring bring like a pb and j bring cheese cubes cheese what, cubes whatever i, I water eat, cheese cubes water. Are, are a good source of protein water is important it's important to stay hydrated. And energy drinks. Yeah, bring like 13 five-hour energies. Oh, you, you know you know what was a big mistake? Supercon. Oh one, Supercon one year was giving out. The, f- the five-hour energy booth. Yeah, the five-hour energy oh booth at Supercon. That nuts. There was five-hour energy and also um, ball soda was there. Balls. Oh, I forgot about that. And that, that shit soda. is like, that shit is like crack cocaine. I mean, oh my it's God. Got, it's got like all kinds of crazy stuff in it. Cause you ball, are zanging. Because ball soda is located in Miami, which is where Supercon is. Okay. And they were giving out tons of that shit. And I think I must have had thousands of milligrams of caffeine per day. Yeah. And the, that con was like so sweaty. And because <laughs> people are running around like crazy and everyone's Miami getting heat. sweaty. Oh, and plus they kept having utility failures at that con. I never go. Oh my God. That was the worst. So, so you've got people that are jacked up on like on ridiculous amounts of stimulants. Yeah. And they're and running the toilets around. toilets are overflowing. Uh, run, oh, no. Running around like crazy. The con funk. Generating con funk, and then then the AC goes out. Oh, God. And on it, top and of it, all it, that. I'd be like, that's it, I'm out. And the con turns into a giant Petri dish. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Horrific. Um, how much to spend? How much do you guys think that you generally spend on an anime con? Honestly, I don't spend much. I, I, I used yeah. to spend a lot more when I was collecting things, like when I was uh, doing figurines or posters. Now when I go, if I'm going to buy anything, it's usually going to end up being like the um, uh, snacks, like little Japanese snacks which I'm going to eat yeah. like on site or possibly one or two small things. So outside of the price of the ticket itself, which if you buy ahead of time instead of at the door, you save money on. I don't think I end up spending more than $100 in total, depending on the price of the ticket. But that's just me. You can spend a lot of money if you don't budget yourself at a con. I I think something that's important to keep in mind when you're at a con is understand that this is not the only place where you can find a lot of these items. So don't think just because, oh, well, look, a box set of Cowboy Bebop. It's like, well, you can probably get that on Amazon for cheaper. Oh, yeah, so you can find find the $50 wig online from China in the exact same fashion for $14. It's the environment, though. You know, people get it. People get in that environment, and they they feel like they have to come back from the con with a couple items. Yeah. And And I I usually do. I usually buy a couple of T-shirts. I think the one thing where it's different, at least for me, is if you see something in the artist's alley, which is very obviously like this is all homemade stuff. This is all from people who you are meeting and you see stuff that you like. That's when I end up spending a little bit more money because you can't get that anywhere else than at the con unless the person has a red bubble or um, has their own website where they sell their own stuff. But most of the time people make items for artist Sally specifically to sell at the con and nowhere else. So that, that could get a little bit pricier because sometimes that's for me, what's most, most worth it. I, I used to spend a fair amount of money at cons. I would probably, I would budget around a hundred bucks, $150 because I mean, that doesn't get you that far in the dealer's room. You can't yeah. buy, you can't even buy oh God, no. I would never buy one of those swords or whatever, but no. I bought but an airsoft one once. That was a mistake. An airsoft gun probably cost you like 150 bucks. Uh, I don't know, depending on what, depending on the gun. It was it was 50 and it was weighted, but it was still like I probably could have found that online for cheaper. So, um, but then I went to Japan and Japan, and to be perfectly honest, Street Fighter, and I and USA. I, I'm happy that we're gonna bring some people to Japan this this coming spring, and it's oh gonna God, be an I'm amazing so trip. 
awesome. And um, if it's a good trip, we'll continue doing it. But these people are going to learn that you go to re- you go to a recycle shop anywhere in Japan, and they take them, they take in these items and they clean them up, so they look almost totally new, and they and they send they resell them, and the prices are just crazy. I mean, like there's a there's a giant there's a large kid Goku behind us that uh, it's behind Kimiko. It's on it's on the red shelf. It's he's he's like big. You know, he's got a huge head. Yeah, that thing. I talked to a guy who had one just like that at my last office where I worked, and he said he bought he said he bought it at, at a local anime con. It was like forty dollars. I bought that exact same figure in a suburb of Tokyo at a recycle shop. It was literally like a dollar eighty. Oh, I'm not even crap. shitting you. Like when you go to Japan, it ruins these cons for you. Like I can't I can't bring myself to spend money on things. Like I I can't spend four dollars on a ramune soda because I know that in Japan that shit costs like seventy cents. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I can't bring myself to to spend a bunch of money on like a wall scroll or something. I've seen those things in Japan cheaper. And I mean, honestly, just save up your money and go to Japan and buy all the shit you want there, and you'll. I mean, you save a lot. Don't of money spend like four dollars on a ramen soda. Pay, spend eleven hundred dollars on a plane <laughs> ticket. Well, then I mean, spend like, seventy five cents on it. Well, you probably find it online. I mean, I know. Um, I was just recently in uh, San Francisco, and I went to Japantown. Uh, with uh, Ichigo, actually, too. Um, and she showed me... Wait, who? Uh, Ichigo? Um, Ichigo, oh, Ichigo Fields. Ichigo oh. Fields in the chat. I don't know if she's in the oh. chat right now. Um, but yeah, so she she took us to Japantown, and we found this one little shop that had manga, and they had a whole bunch of Haikyuu stuff. And I knew everything was like $9. Oh, my God. I know. It was like the, the ones, like you- the little um, wall scroll things that come in the box, and you don't know which ones you're going to get. And I bought like four of them because I wanted to make sure that I got at least one character K- that I liked. K- Kimiko, <laughs> Kimiko, the largest, the most likes I've ever had on anything on our Facebook page was a picture of me as Saitama. I know it's awesome. Oh god. Okay. It was a lot of likes for what us. Does that it, it have got to do it, with anything. She it, just... Well, I'm actually going to tell you. Okay. Okay. The I second, was like, wow. The second most likes, uh, it got like 125 likes, which is a lot for our Facebook page. Okay. It was a picture of his dick. It was a picture. <laughs> it was a. But picture. it was like a really, really close-up picture, so you couldn't tell what it was. <laughs> Until it was too late. But it was like, oh, yeah, that's my dick. <laughs> it was a picture <laughs> of the inside of a book off in, in Akihabara. Book off is a gigantic bookstore yeah. that has all kinds of books, new and, new and used, and they have a used manga section. And granted, I'm telling you, Japan doesn't sell garbage. So, like, these mangas, they look, they're in really good condition. Yeah. And they were like, they're like 85 cents a piece. Oh, my God. Mitsugi, I'm gonna spend so much money, and it just like goes to show that I'm gonna buy all of the things. You're gonna like you're gonna spend a do- like ten bucks for a manga, and you know over here, but you right. go to Japan and that same manga is a dollar. And I'm gonna buy so much high swag. I'm gonna need a separate like suitcase. Oh, there's gonna be high everywhere. I know. And the thing is, is that. Like once you go, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying you have to go to Japan to find cheap goods because you don't. You can go online and get all this shit too, on eBay, on Amazon, on random good, on JList, anywhere, and on JList, yeah, JList. JList.com for all your anime shopping needs. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's like people. It's when you once you go there and you see this stuff, like see what the real prices are for these things. It makes it you feel like you're being ripped off by the convention dealer room. Which I'm and sure you, you are. are. And yeah. you, really, you truly are. And it's just because people are in the moment and they don't know any better. It's, it's like Disney. You're in the moment at Disney. You got sh- to buy a Disney hat with Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah. You're never going to wear that again once you leave Disney. But It's like hypnotism. 
You don't yeah. really want it when I, you leave, but you really want it when you're there. I was cleaning my apartment today and I found a captain's hat. I don't know where I got it from or why I have it, but I have a captain's hat. Okay. All so. right. So outside of <laughs> outside and, of uh, the dealer's room, what else can you do at a con? Well, <laughs> I, I mostly attend panels at cons. I uh, I try to find the. You really need to sort of map out your panels the night before. Like if you go to Otacon, you go and you get your ticket the day before, which is mm-hmm. a smart which is a smart move, by the way. Otherwise, you wait the entire first day to get your badge. Oh my god! Yeah. And. You go back to your hotel room, or you go to dinner, even better maybe, and you lay your you lay this giant map out on your t- on the on the dinner table, and it has all of the conventions because Otakon's got like ten has like ten panel rooms, and they run from like ten a.m. to two a.m. in the morning, and they're you can't see everything, you know, because there's ten things going on at once, and there's a chance Impossible. that. And you gotta and you gotta go from like one hat one side of the con to the other to catch things. Got to wait in line for a ridiculous amount of time sometimes. Yeah, too. like s- some of those con- some of those panels are really popular. So if you don't wait in line early, you won't get in. And it's a good idea to have fun with your friends, looking going through the schedule and like highlighting the things that you all want to go see together. Mm-hmm. Did we that, do that when we were out at a con? We last? did. I thought I thought and I that's how you get the that. most out of it because otherwise you get out of a panel and you stand there at that you stand there in the con and you're going, okay, what do we want to do next? Block in the hallway. Block in the hallway, and by the time you figure it out, you've missed half of the next panel. True. So it really is a good idea to sit down, and it's planning, fun. Planning, it's planning. fun to go through the schedule and look at everything. Mm-hmm. And then you could see the things that you want to do with your friends, and maybe things that you want to do by yourself as well. It's like you, you really, there's no way I think to know exactly everything that's going on at the con until you get there. So yeah. it, it's like little fun surprises to and, figure out exactly what you can do later. And if you're rushing. To find something else to do, you're gonna miss it. You're gonna you're not gonna look carefully enough, and you'll miss things that you might have that you might otherwise have noticed. So I I like going to to the to the to the the panels, but I mean also there are usually like contests and co- sometimes even uh, I'm like a huge fan of performances. concerts. Yeah, you like the performances. I do like either the musical performances or there are some other interesting performances that go on every year. Like at MetroCon, they have the human chess match. Mm. I'm a huge fan of the human chess match, which it's basically like a bunch of people in cosplay uh, acting as their characters, having little mini duels with each other. It's really fun, and they put a lot of work and effort into it. Nerds. Um, <laughs> Nerd I wanted, alert. I actually wanted to audition for that, but I, I work on weekends. As I'm on an anime podcast. I know, right? <laughs> Nerds. And we're all just like, um, yeah, duh. <laughs> all right, Kazuma. Um, but yeah, and then there are some at the bigger cons, which are really cool. And I know that um, Mitsuguchiaki and I did this at Otakon. They've got movie premieres for some. Oh, yeah. We saw Makoto Shinkai's newest release the last time we were yeah. at Otakon, right? Yeah, on the on the on like the the forty four millimeter big can- screen. screen or whatever. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah, I like. Uh, I, was, I was really hungover, but I still really enjoyed myself. I like the like uh, industry panels, you know, where you kind of get to see a behind the scenes. Oh yeah, thing of people that work in the industry, like whether it's voice actors or studio people. You know, th- those are always mm-hmm. fun for me. I-, I think you have to go to big. You mostly, I think you got to go to big conventions for that. Like I know Madhouse, yeah. Madhouse for the longest time went to Otakon every year, mm-hmm. and I know Anime Expo gets a lot of gets a lot of good stuff. Oh, they've got amazing i know um uh they've got a couple of industry people that are going to be there this year i've been kind of looking at some of the special guests um and uh they're also another thing that a lot of people obviously want to do is autograph signings 
Um, there's always going to be autograph signings. Pay really close attention. Pick out the people that you really want to go and see and figure out if those are the sort of people that you're going to want to wait in line two hours prior to their autograph session or if they're a little bit esoteric enough that you can just show up like 15 minutes before. Because the last thing you want to do is show up at the time of a person's autograph session and their line is so long that by the time you get halfway through the line, the person is already done signing autographs. Also check prices. Oh yeah. yeah. They might people... not some oftentimes they won't do autographs for free. If you get up to like uh what's the guy from Star Trek's name? Uh Shatner. If sh- like Shatner Sh- oh, freakishly card. If you want to shake his hand, that was twenty dollars. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, if you want an autograph it's like fifty bucks. Yeah. yeah. That's a weird And thing. you could only get like an autograph or a picture. You couldn't get like it, it was yeah. It, they'll put price That's tags so on anything ridiculous. when it comes to when it, when it comes to that stuff, especially especially with the big namers. That makes like me Shatner. so. That makes me so mad because you got Shatner is he's got enough money, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then you've got people like Steve Bloom who don't charge for that, and Steve Bloom doesn't have even a fraction of the money that Shatner's got. Yeah. Oh but yeah. Steve Bloom is. Even Vic Mignogna charges for autographs. Does now. he really now? Yeah. Why? Does, does Vic Mignogna even do voice acting for anime anymore? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> what has he done lately? Of course he does. What has he um, done? I don't know exactly, but he's uh, done everything. What's that what's I always that hear one? him. I don't watch dubs, so I don't really know. I'm just asking. Brothers Conflict. I know he's in Free. Um, yeah, he's every, in Free. He he's, did Brothers Conflict. I think he's in uh, Utapri. I think he's actually the in Utapri. What the hell is Utapri? It's, it's Utano Prince-sama, I think, is what it's called. He's in everything, basically. When they need a young boy, they get Vic Mignogna. <laughs> He's typecast as the young boy or the uh, the princely character for the rest of his life. Yeah. Well, Funimation anyway, has until, like Funimation until I make my break into the anime industry and take over. <laughs> Funimation has what, as like, a young boy like, voice. They got like six voice actors, so they just cycle through them. <laughs> They're like the BBC. They have like five to ten actors, uh, and they just use them for the same. Isn't thing that over and over pretty again. much the case though? Yeah. It, it kind of they actually Funimation has more recently been hiring a bunch of no names, like the like new people into the industry. I think they they started to get a little bit of rag about using the same people over and over again. Problem is now nobody's caring about his. Uh, about dubs as much and they're picking really weird shows to dub they're not doing anything that's super popular they're doing stuff that's like a little bit less known and so it's not getting a lot of response i know um kimi no uso just got dubbed it's 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 something (laughs) kimi no uso that yeah it's a great it wasn't dubbed by funimation that was jumped by something else it's a great anime i don't I mean, I I I, I, think, I, I feel I, like I feel like people need to be counseled on what the popular shows are. Well, Kimi no Uso was that really a popular? I don't, I don't show? know. If oh it's, no, I don't know if it's necessarily that they don't know what the popular shows are. I think it's just a matter of getting the licenses to work on. That those. probably is true. Yeah, it's like One Punch Man, insanely popular show. Nobody Nobody's like can get the it. options for it. Isn't that a madhouse anime? I don't know. I can't. No, I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I don't think I'm so. looking. And up. I know Haikyuu, Somebody bought the options for it, but for some reason won't dub it. And I don't know if it's like they don't have the money for it or they don't have the like one other reason for it or whatever. But sometimes I guess that's the case. They can get the options for it to sell it in America, but not to dub it. We got to start dubbing our own shows, guys. Obviously. One Punch Man is Madhouse, by the way. Is it? Which means which means it flopped as per our prior conversation. (laughs) (laughs) It had to have. There's no other way. Well, that's why you didn't see any merchandise for it in Japan. Don't worry. It didn't crack the top 10 on my anime list because that's reserved for Gintama. It really is. It truly is hilarious. I had a section here if you're doing a panel, but I think we need to sort of wrap it up now because we gotta. Yo, wrap it up. We B. need we need plenty of time for this review on on Erased. I think I already hit on my my uh, my special tips anyway. Just uh, being prepared ahead of time. If you want to know, if you want to go and see specific guests, know how long you need to wait. 
um, check to see how popular it's going to be, how long they're going to be there, that sort of thing. It's all, long story short, if you want to enjoy the con to its full potential, prepare beforehand. Or don't. My advice. The, the, <laughs> That's my advice. The last section was just or just break in, says Kazuo. The last section was for those tips was tips for, for people doing panels. Um, if you, but we don't really have time. So if you if you want to, that could you, be a whole other topic. Yeah, if you, if you want to have tips for that, you could email me. But honestly, I'm, here here's my advice, and and I and I was taught this in grad in grad school by a person who gave a lot of presentations and was semi serious. He's so educated. Well, yeah, I yeah, guess he I, is. I guess I am, <laughs> technically. A vet panel host at this point. <laughs> no, no, he is. So Experienced. He said, and this was like a CEO or something that came in from like, I think it was EA Games maybe, because they're local. And he said, here's a tip for doing, for doing presentations and, and getting, engaging the audience. Run up a couple flights of stairs right before you come out on stage. Yeah, get your energy your up. Energy, you boost your energy. You come out and you start off. You, you get, it's, like, it's like getting fired out of a cannon. Right. So I recommend that and drinking a shitload of caffeine. True. And you'll be jacked up. Good to go. My, my advice overall for a con is just have fun. Don't worry about it. That's we're, good all, we're all going to be dead someday. So oh enjoy it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good advice, too. <laughs> and find them, find them ladies. And on that note, uh, we are going to be taking another anime news break. When we return, we will be going over our review of Erased. So stick around. We'll be right back. Dear Lord. you anime addicts this is chiaki and this is your anime news break first up have you ever heard the saying that everything gets cool at some point i mean i know my mom has told me that when i was a girl and obsessed with fashion and it seems to hold true because in the past year there is a shocking new fashion trend that's emerging among teenage girls in japan it's called the otaku coordinate and it mimics the stereotypical unstylish anime nerd. Yep, apparently being unstylishly anime nerd is fashionable. Specifically, staples of the style are checkered shirts, bandanas, and large glasses. The girls will usually wear braided pigtails and loose belted high-waist jeans with the shirt tucked in. The girls will go out in groups and dress up with their friends. Of course, you can find pictures online of the Japanese girls dressing in this style, and it is fabulously ridiculous. Good to know that half of us have been ahead of the trends for probably a hot minute. In other news, some of you may have read in a press release posted on Business Wire that Chinese company Shanghai Minghan Investment, I apologize if I said that wrong, plans to create a live-action film based on Eichiro Oda's One Piece manga. Japanese publisher Sheisha has recently said to Anime News Network that this is false. They didn't give further comment or information, but if that's something that got your hopes up, it looks like the information is incorrect. Now this next bit of news has made me absolutely heartbroken that I will not be at Anime Expo. They've recently announced that they will be hosting writer and director Makoto Shinkai and the world premiere of his latest film, Your Name, or Kimi no Nawa. This will happen on July 3rd. 
The premiere is currently planned for a hall that can hold over 3,000 attendees, which if it's anything like the last Shinkai premiere I went to at Otakon, it will be full. Those of you who are maybe recognizing Shinkai's name, this is the director that brought us 5 centimeters per second and Garden of Words. He will also be holding a panel at the Los Angeles convention. And finally, what does The Lord of the Rings, X-Men, a bunch of Shakespearean performances, and Fate Stay Night have in common? Well, the answer is on the unlikely Sir Ian McKellen. He was recently in an interview with Chinese streaming service Billaby, where the critically acclaimed actor was, for some inexplicable reason, asked to recite Archer's incantation from Fate Stay Night. And like a good sport, he did it. You can find this video online, and while he looks adorably confused by the end of it, there is basically nothing else that would make your day than seeing Magneto, Gandalf, or, you know, whoever else you want to envision saying the incantation. This was Shiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere, because we'll be back to the show soon. <laughs> oh, Chiaki, what's wrong? I'm almost done with Dark Souls 3, and I don't know what I'm going to do with myself for the rest of the summer. Wow. Well, that really is worth crying over, isn't it? I know. Summer is such a lull in video games. I always have anime to watch, but I like to break it up with games, and I don't know what to do now. Well, don't worry. JList.com has a really expansive library of anime-themed video games. Wait. The same JList.com that I get my anime snacks and figures from has video games? The one and only. They have a really huge library of English visual novels, import PC games, import PlayStation games, and more. They have 300 games in total. Yeah, but Mitsugi, your Japanese is a lot better than mine. I can't read half of these. Well, I think most of these games are actually in English, so even a moe girl like you can surely play a game in her native language. They're in English? That's awesome! I know I'll be able to play some of these. I guess I'll head over to JList.com and dry my Dark Souls tears with some anime video games. What does Kazuo think of Evangelion? I understand that End of Evangelion was a conclusion for the series, but that didn't come out till way later. That's like someone giving you a cheeseburger, but instead of like the meat, it's dog shit. And then later on, they're like, oh, here's the meat patty. Yeah, but I already ate this shit burger. <laughs> I mean, I get that the meat patty kind of like helps, but the burger is on its own. So that's kind of how I view Evangelion. It's like a dog shit burger with a meat patty that you get later. So no, I didn't really enjoy it all that much. You, you don't like eating dog shit? Not, I mean, only on Wednesdays. And we are back to the 329th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. That's right. It's another beautiful day. We're all enjoying ourselves, enjoying each other's company. A beautiful day for a neighbor. This This is such a weird song to come back to. It's not as perfect. It's so, it's so chill. It's like, true. I feel like we're on like a Rob Ross episode or something. Rob Ross? Yeah, isn't that the guy who paints? Bob Ross. Bob Ross. (laughs) Rob Ross is his brother. He's in prison for... uh, (laughs) All right, Bob Ross. For drug trafficking, but um, no. Bob, why would Rob and Bob? That's so confusing. I don't know. His parents uh, were unoriginal. I've been waiting waiting to hear what Kazuo thinks about this anime, and I haven't asked you. I usually ask you, like, well, like, how do you feel about it? And ever since I asked you on, like, Friday night and you hadn't started watching it yet, Mm -hmm. I 
intentionally didn't ask you again. This anime, which so. is, is erased that we are reviewing for those that don't know, Boku Dakigai Naimachi, in my opinion, is an anime. It is. No. It is animated. It has characters. Facts. Fact you also. <laughs> <laughs> all you do is all you do is bring facts to the table today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what, I take what else you, is a fact? Um, this is an anime that I did not hate. Okay, is that a fact? That is that it's is a little less like obvious than the others. Yeah, this is not the worst anime of all time. It is. Well, that's God this is also not it. the greatest anime. That's probably Garzi's wing. <laughs> no, I look. I no. I, I legitimately I didn't hate the show. Um, but you. But I you hate the title. I didn't well, love it. It was give the, the, title. the translation of the yeah, title. No, was I guess stupid. The title. No, oh my I, god! Look I, at this. I actually understand why they would do that because, like, and there were even times in the show where they would mention, you know, erasing things or whatever. Well, no, so. the there's chat. literally a point in time <laughs> when he uses the phrase. The character uses the phrase "Bokudake ga inaimachi." It's the name of the girl's story. Yeah, there's like, why not just translate it to what it means? He, because it it adds more. Po- like, I, I guess it adds more potency. Peter Wright in the chat says this anime was made. <laughs> that is God. it was. That is also true. Okay, so it's really funny. So so here's the entomology of the, of the title, right? So boku means means I. It's informal word of for, form for I, right? Right, yeah. Um I don't know if that's dake, the entomology, but okay. Boku dake means only me. No, whatever. I'm just explaining the, the Okay, Japanese. I'm like I don't think boku, etymology mean, means what you think it means. Boku dake ga <laughs> means only me. And ga inai is a verb is a verbal form for not for a for a an, for an animate object not being somewhere. Okay, so mm-hmm. boku dake ga inai means only I am not there. Okay, yes, or here or whatever. And so then in Japanese you can you you can stick a verb phrase you, you can stick right a, up your you can stick a verb phrase such as boku dake ga inai machi which counts as an adjective phrase before a noun <laughs> such as machi which means town. So boku dake ga inai is a phrase modifying the ver- the noun machi, mm. which translates to. The town where only I am not there, and on and on my anime list, yes, it says synonyms, and I didn't look at this ahead of time. It says synonyms. The town where only I am missing. How in the name of holy heaven does that translate to erased? It doesn't. Not even remotely. That's not. I don't understand. Erased? What was erased? Like the, the past. Chalk, the chalkboard. The yeah, the past was erased. The, past was the chalkboard was he erased. Was erased. Okay. Anyways, you have been erased. You've just been erased. All right. Regardless. <laughs> I'm just going to go straight forward and say I am the minority here, aren't I? I actually really enjoyed this. Well, I mean, normally be, I, I am a minority, but... We're the majority here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I Take actually, that, whitey. I, <laughs> <laughs> Us Latinos got to stick together. Yeah. Um, that was super Mexican right there. <laughs> <you're>, well, <laughs> my mother's maiden name was Primera. Anyway, mm. so... What the hell was I saying? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Damn it, I have done okay, my so this job. Is, all right, so this I, is, am, I am the minority in the sense that I actually enjoyed this you, anime I haven't expressed my opinion. very much. I have not yet expressed my opinion at all. Oh, really? I was I under the not. impression that you just, hated it. I was just making fun of Kazuo's hilarious statements. I, in fact, I don't even know if Kazuo doesn't like it. So, <laughs> well, Kazuo doesn't hate it. We so, know that uh, for a fact. So this is an A1 Pictures anime that came out in Jan- on January 8th. And um, it's it's basically the story. Uh, it's a story that's been told. Um, it's a I'm, tale as old as time. It's many. It's been told many times. It's, Has it? Yeah. A kid goes back in time to yes. save his mother. Are from you being shitting flirted? me? I can think of two, I can think of two anime just immediately where this happened. Signs Gate and yeah, Higurashi no Nakukoroni. Okay. Yeah. Done. A couple. But All when right. it's stylistically handled nicely, 
I mean, I actually it thought, may not be completely unique. I'm be honest, this show's better than Science Gate. Um, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I actually thought that this anime. There's another one. Uh, now you're getting closer to understand where I, how I feel about the show. Okay. I'm dropping little so bits. So it's better than the best anime <laughs> better, of all time. Better than Science Gate, I will say that. So um, I would actually say, if I had to compare it to those two, I would say that I enjoyed this anime a lot less than the second season of Higurashi because, um, because Higurashi has much better pacing. But anyway, but not to get ahead, this anime is, it's basically what happens is you are, you're, you're introduced to Satoru, whom is a pizza delivery guy. 29-year-old pizza, pizza delivery guy. 29-year-old pizza, pizza Failed delivery guy. Failed manga artist. Failed manga artist who um, has a troubled past, I guess, because he was, because a lot of the kids that he grew up with were kidnapped and murdered back when he was a little kid. He and, thought he could have saved them. And, um... Basically, what happens is that he gets in a car accident because he has the ability to. He gets. He sees like these butterfly things. Well, he doesn't get into a car accident. Well, he, he sees gets, a kid get run over by a uh, truck. He gets. He hit, has this he thing gets called, hit by a car. He has this right. thing called the revival. But first, the kid gets hit by the car. Or actually, no, he doesn't get hit by it at all. Well, no. no. He, okay, so here's the thing. He has this thing called a revival, which is where when something tragic happens in the vicinity of him where he could have done something to stop it, he goes back in time. Usually like a few seconds or a minute or something like that. a couple of minutes. And so when he feels that revival, he has to figure out what happened around him that he is meant to stop. And in the opening scene, what shows us this is when uh, he sees a truck driver who is either passed out or what we find later had a heart attack beelining it for a kid who's walking across the street. Mm-hmm. And so he think he assumes that fi- like in the future, if he didn't do anything, that kid was going to get hit by the car and die. So in attempts to save the kid, he ends up getting into an accident, but veering the truck away and yes. saving the child's life. Right. So that revival is something that he's familiar with. And it's something that's apparently been going on in his life for a while. Yeah. He's pretty used to it. Usually something bad's happening. He knows to look around for it. And he gets smashed by a car. That's the summary. <laughs> and he get, and he ends up in the hospital. And his mother comes down from Hokkaido, which is a long-ass way, by the way. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Hokkaido, but I plan on... Uh, that's on my list. And she's taking care of him at home and cooking food for him. And they... She sees... Uh, the first episode of this anime was not good. Um, it uh, it really set me on fire actually because the hype train was is like insane for this anime and well see that doesn't help though the, it, it it doesn't high it, expectations it doesn't help but the pacing on the first episode was not good it was exposition here's why the here's why the pacing is not good why well here's for, here's a good example so you're 20 years removed from this from this this mm-hmm. crime that happened in the past yes. And whether or not they were involved in the crime or not, like, you know, his mom was, was a reporter, so she was pretty familiar with it. Was she? I didn't know that. She yeah, was she reporter, was a TV right? reporter. Yeah. That's oh, how wow. she knew the other guy. And the and Satoru, it was one of his classmates that got taken and some other girls. And she sees this guy in the parking lot holding this girl's hand who is wearing, like, a hat and sunglasses. And she just immediately, like, rem- is reminded of this crime and also immediately knows who did it. She wasn't though. She she, she wasn't immediately reminded. She saw him and thought Doesn't he she? looks familiar. Which you can understand by the, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you can understand why she would think he would look familiar. Mm-hmm. But, um, but 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 even if he looked familiar, that wouldn't explain like that wouldn't tell her who the who the criminal was. Okay, that she there's like this gigantic connection that's made from literally nothing. It reminded yeah, me of Death know? Note. So that—that's a good question. How did she? That know? and then she makes like one phone call 
on the phone. Well, this is all this is all we see. Like you can like you can insert all kinds of stuff from later episodes. Yeah. I'm just talking about how the first episode is delivered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like there's all kinds of facts, like tons of facts that get spilled throughout the show. But in the first episode, she sees this guy in the parking lot with a little girl who I wouldn't even think about. Like that's like, oh, whatever. A guy walking around with a girl. Yeah, like whatever. It could be her could be her dad. Well, maybe and then, she had something similar to like his revival in the sense that like she has some uh, sort I of I can't say he, that though. They never would Well, no, been. but I mean he does call her a, a what does he call her? Yokai. Yokai. Okay, yeah. so, so maybe she, she just has, has she senses things. She just has, in, in, you know, yeah, demonic she has, intuition. She, yeah, she has an eerie intuition that she always knows like what's going on, and her son comments on it multiple times. And he's like, "How does she know this thing?" She, she, exactly. She makes a phone call to some guy, and she's like, "Oh, I know who killed a person or whatever." And then, like the very next scene, the guy murders her. So, like, yeah, there was a leap these, of logic. You're there making because, these okay because it, it, it's like, how does she, first off, how does she know? At all, like that doesn't. They never touch on that. That doesn't make a lot of so sense. So the chat is already losing their mind. So, so like, here's the thing, right? So one, I find it hard to believe that she would be reminded of something that happened 20 years prior, just from looking at a guy in sunglasses holding a little girl's hand. And then Trilla Anus says he killed her because he thought she knew. How does he thought? How does he think she knew? Oh, oh, like he because, saw her looking at him. So, so what? A lot of people look at him in his but life. But he knows her. But. And, and very... he saw the recognition on her face that she started realize or not started realizing what he was doing, I... but recognizing who he was. I see. Yeah, like, but even then, like, a... it wouldn't make a difference. Like, you, I'm not if saying you see the somebody... leap of faith isn't there. Like, it's it's right. not. Well, it's, it's not completely. It doesn't. But it doesn't I... make sense though, because it's like and, and Pe- people. God, are, I hate people agreeing are, with me. Tzuki, people are really. But... <laughs> people are really <laughs> making leaps in the chat. Yeah. Like he recognizes can, can her. I what I was gonna say. Okay, I mean, please, please do it. Jeez, I'm trying to help you out here. Okay, do it. No, because like as you were saying she just sees a guy that she maybe thinks that she recognizes he sees her back where's the where's the connection between seeing somebody that you think you may recognize from a long time ago and then he thinks that you're onto him and then murdered like that's a weird just like there's this whole gap of logic there that doesn't make any sense furthermore this is an anime right and I can't read people's facial expressions of like oh I I definitely know and there's no scene where they show him realizing that he knows that she knows. Yeah. So he leaves the kid behind. Okay. That's, that's what we're supposed to take is that he was going to take the kid into his car. And so he's walking with her and then the car drives away and she's watching him the whole time. I I did think that was odd, but yeah, the car drives away, leaving the kid behind. I, I did think that was odd, but like that doesn't explain it because these people are like, they must all be clairvoyant because like literally they're like, she, she looks at him. And which, frankly, it's unrealistic that she recognized a guy wearing sunglasses and a hat that she hasn't seen in 20 20 years. years, So that by itself is unrealistic. I get she's a yokai, but like this is I mean, we're talking Death Note shit here. We're like he can make these insane logic leaps. It is it is, after all, like a detective, almost almost a detective like show. Yeah. So I mean, uh, all right. So so but regardless of that one little fact, like that had to we had to have something that spawned on the rest of the anime. So let's just say. So. So here's my thing. Let's just say that. okay. They recognized each other, and let's just say that all made sense. And he was paranoid, and, and he, he was paranoid, her. and then he killed her. Then, how does because what happens after that is is homeboy I forget his name I'm terrible. Uh, Satoru. Satoru. Satoru finds his mother dead, right, and then has another revival. Except this time he goes back to when he was a little kid, right. How does he know? Because then at that point he's like, oh no, I have to stop these murders of these little girls. How does he know that has anything to do with his mother's death? Those little girls specifically. See, and like, I actually, the first time that question. I watched this, I've watched this twice now because yeah. I actually wow. really enjoyed it and I wanted to watch it again with one I of my friends. I will defer to you for most facts then. <laughs> 
So um, the first thought, and I had a very similar thought. I wasn't sure why his mind automatically beelined to the abandoned or, or to the um, kidnapped and murdered kids when obviously, you, you know, because it was a revival that he sent back to this time For because this is where it starts. Yeah. This is where something happens that ultimately will lead in a domino or butterfly effect to his mother's murder. Mm -hmm. And it's not a perfect explanation, but the thing that I keep on going back to is why else would he have been sent back with the revival to that year? Yeah. Maybe no more than a month, if not less mm -hmm. uh, away like from when days. the first kid was kidnapped, if that didn't have anything to do with it. So just like logically, yeah. if that was where he woke up from his revival and he knew that the kid from his class was about to be kidnapped and murdered, I would make that leap too. Yeah. I would say if this is where we have to start to prevent my mother's death, it must have something to do with this. Yeah. I think a, a problem so far in what we're discussing is that there are several leaps of logic in the show that that they don't explain well enough that don't make enough sense that they just kind of expect you to be like, all right, I guess he knew, or I guess she knew. And I guess this was, you know, there, there are several leaps of logic that I'm, that I'm finding so far just in the first few episodes. Yeah. And people keep saying like, I, I, I got murdered for criticizing this anime for this exact reason on Twitter. Then I went back in time and saved uh, this kid from when I was a little kid. And then you didn't get murdered. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's why I didn't get called. I didn't get, <laughs> I did not get called derogatory terms on Twitter. Um, the fact that like he's holding us like a girl's hand in the parking lot doesn't mean anything. That's it just could be his uncle, could be your uncle. It could be. But could, then he could work at the grocery store. It could be anything. So like, I mean, it's just it's I'm not, not enough. I'm not denying yeah, that I, there's a lot. Of I hold intuition. girls' hands in the park all the time. I'm, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not denying. I'm not denying that we're following a lot of of characters' intuition or leaps of faith and logic. Like, sure, that's how we're getting from point A to point B plot wise. But I don't think that necessarily diminishes the plot entirely. Not entirely. It doesn't. But the thing is, but it like, is jarring. The plot. The plot fills in the gaps as you go. The problem is just if I was if I was a person watching this anime from the beginning, I didn't know it was good or anything like that ahead of time. And I watched this and I watched episode one and I stop. I'm left with this feeling of well, they had a lot of like random logic leaps and and this is a right. this is a time travel show and, and an and a detective show where my 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 understanding from other people is that in these like time travel shows where you're trying to change the future and stuff, you can't. You can't f up like the logic. Like things need to make sense. They need to connect correctly, and 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 I didn't even mention this. Like the sense of I don't give a rat's ass about what happens is very potent in the first episode because his mother died and I didn't feel a thing. Cause like I don't know who she is. Like I get that you like I get that you that you get more out of her. You get become more attached as the show goes on. But the show is very back loaded. Like I, I go into the show and after episode one. I don't care that she got stabbed. I was literally thinking, good. Now I can go back and change his life so he doesn't become a 29-year-old pizza man. That's, <laughs> that was literally my thought. And I think I posted that on Twitter, which is why I got murdered. But that's, like, they expect, they were, they're asking you to hang in there and sort of well, pick up the importance as you go. They certainly, they certainly open, I, I would think that it opens a little weak because there is no explanation of a lot of things. And a lot of things are just, you're led to believe things and, and you're not really in, properly introduced to characters but then as you were saying as the show goes on you get to know these characters and you know who they are and why they are in the situations that they're in and then at the end it all kind of wraps up and i'll give i'll give you that the opening was a little weak in that regard uh both of you um 
I, I can I can admit that logically it, it wasn't very sound and we're not as drawn to the characters very much. I, I think what made me want to keep watching on to, sec, uh, to the second episode was because I didn't necessarily see I didn't see it coming. I, I didn't read anything about it. I knew nothing about the anime. So when he when his revival takes him all the way back to when he was a kid or even just seeing the mother get murdered, not knowing that was going to happen and then having the revival happen right after that. Because um, one of the things that uh, leads to him going into the revival is that he's the only one there covered in blood. His neighbor walks by, sees him with his mother's dead body, assumes that it's him and calls the cops. So now they think he's going he's the one who murdered her. And so all of these things, all of these moments happen consecutively within the last five minutes of the first episode. Mm-hmm. So sure, the whole first episode was slow, but those last five minutes hooked me yeah. and I wanted to keep watching. That being said, I still think that I stand by the leap of logic that's taken for why he decided to try to save the girls. Like, I still think I would have made that choice and therefore I agree with it. There, there are a lot of good things about this show and I want to hear all of them from you, from you, Kimiko, because I, <laughs> I want to make sure that Kazuo and I don't just roll right, roll right over you. Oh, I'm, not, I'm trying uh, not I'm, to I'm, let you. So I'm trying. I'm trying to stay in the middle. <laughs> and, and and you might have to fight to stand your ground because I am a hater. But I know. there were there were a couple other nitpicky things at the end of the first episode. One, she, her the mother gets stabbed in the back, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, he rolls. Um, Softodu rolls her over in the in the first episode, and the knife is in is in that's her. That's oh. super nitpicky. Is in her stomach. That, that, yeah, that is super nitpicky. It, it's it is. Okay, She's it dead. Is. That's all that matters. It is. But if this was a if this was a Hollywood movie, that's called a uh, continuity a error. continuity continuity error. Also, she gets stabbed in the back, and like immediately, her entire body's covered in blood. Like her hands are soaked in blood. That's also nitpick. The other thing was that. Um, I thought it was weird, like the police show up, and I and that scene is depicted like they just assume he killed her. Yeah, and he well, just, that happens. And a he lot turns in... and runs. I'm like, are you yeah. that dumb? That like, was because of him. I think if yeah. he hadn't have, if he hadn't have turned and tried to flee, then that probably could have had like. But that happens in so many movies. That's just such a does. common thing. Like yeah. even going back to like the Fugitive with Harrison Ford, it's I, like oh my for god, sure just like, like you you always you always see that happen. You're like, hey, just just say. You know, I found her, you know, something, you know. And you don't even know how many times I told Chiaki that this felt like The Fugitive. Yeah. The movie The Fugitive. But that's that's just a some, that's just, just a trope that's been in movies and yeah. shows it's since like, forever. It's like the fact that when a whole bunch of people are shooting at one person, if the one person is the main character, they're not going to get hit by the bullet. Yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of that similar. You just, you let it go because it progresses the plot. All right, Kimiko. Yeah, yes. I've gotten through my my episode one nitpicks. Okay. Why do you love episode this? two? Why do you love this? <laughs> why do you love this anime? So I want you to paint the paint the good picture for everybody. I love this anime for a lot of reasons. I actually, I, I really started to fall in love with the characters. I thought that. Um, he the the main character Satoru handled himself very well. I was a little bit concerned at first um, with the whole concept of a twenty nine year old mind in a what like a nine-year-old body yeah especially considering that he was so willing to just accept it he was a little bit scared and like kind of concerned at first um but the moment that there's this moment i think it's in episode two i'm pretty sure where he realizes oh i'm back in this time period my mother's alive and he just be he he uh skips school and just beelines it back for his house and just waits there for his mother to show up. And the moment that he sees her, he just starts crying. Yeah. And it, like you get these raw emotions from these characters and they keep on coming more and more down the line. 
especially as the main character starts becoming more involved with the first girl who's about to be kidnapped. He reincorporates himself with a group of friends that they kind of imply he wasn't really close to in this first go around. So it's like he's given an opportunity not just to save his mother, but to also kind of create a better life for himself. Right. Because he recognizes all of the mistakes that he made as an adult. And so he can kind of... And he does also remake some of those mistakes. He which does. Is interesting. Which is what I loved. It's not completely... It, it's not a completely perfect attempt at yeah. fixing the past. Well, because, I mean, who remembers what they did specifically when they were eight years old? It's like, I don't remember. Exactly, which I thought was a <laughs> phenomenal choice. He'll make so. mistakes or he'll do the exact same thing or say the exact same thing as he did back in his first go-around as a nine-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. And it gives him this sense of doubt, like, is it even possible for me to fix anything or am I just here to relearn all of my mistakes, like, remake all of my mistakes? Mm -hmm. And it gives it this air of, of like difficulty a little bit more of a challenge than just i'm going back in time and fixing the past yeah i'm still getting killed in the chat what what i just think it's funny oh yeah, yeah so uh and i know not a lot of people are going to feel the same way so uh one person in the chat just said that the, the raw emotions that i particularly perceived not everybody's going to be affected by them and that's true not well, everybody you're a sociopath if you don't feel those <laughs> <No. laughs> i hate to no. bring it to you you may want to consult a psychologist i i that's no, I'm just mean. Um, but no, I no I more just, bacon for you. <laughs> there is I no think, more bacon. I ate all of it. <laughs> yeah, me too. You ate all the bacon. Um, I found myself being. I, I found myself emotionally involved with these characters. I'll yes. admit it. And I'm a little bit of a sap. I cry during happy movies. I cry during sad movies. I want to see the best in these characters, Dude, I and I want to tear up all the time. Thank you. Just I for want no reason. To, to, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I want to see myself <laughs> in these no characters. Reason. But I think more than anything else in this anime, what I really enjoyed was the stylistic choices that they made. Things like whenever he goes and uh, whenever he has a memory about something or recalls information mm -hmm. that's supposed to help him in a, in a particular situation, he uh, it it's represented in a, like uh, a film, film reel. Yeah. And um, when things get confusing, the film reels kind of overlap themselves and create this tangled ball of, of memories and moments. Um, and the way that they manage, because the anime is from beginning to end 12 episodes, it isn't the beginning of a longer season, they manage to incorporate these parallels between the very first episode, the very last episode. Um, I... I personally feel like they covered all of the bases I wanted them to cover by the very end, um, answered all of the questions I wanted them to answer. Um, maybe I just wasn't looking at it deeply enough, or maybe I wasn't trying to pick it apart. I but was. yes, we know we know you were. But it's because but it's because the show is already in my mind perfect from the start because every single person I talk to is a five out of five. Well, that's so yeah. I well, mean maybe that's I still maybe that's mistakes. my problem, but it I'm is. also a critic. <laughs> if yeah. the show's truly it is. You went in with if the show is truly perfect, I will find very few things to criticize. Hmm. I mean. Well, I think I also I also have to take into account, at least for me, and I think that a lot of people might agree with me, if there is an anime that comes out, even if it's not perfect, but you want to watch it again, that has to count for something. The fact that yeah. I wanted to show this, I've recommended this anime to a handful of people already, and I've, I've re-watched it with some of those people, um, and I feel like even if there isn't, even if there are some nitpicky things or even if there are some issues with the plot, the fact that I enjoyed it enough from beginning to end that I would want to rewatch everything from beginning to end a second time, it, it should have merit. The chat keeps talking about the breakfast scene. Hmm? 
There's a scene halfway oh through the God. show where the where Kayo, the, the main girl, uh, is eating breakfast with with a uh, see that choked me up with 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 uh, Satoru's family. She's and never surprise surprise. I am I am capable of recognizing the emotional impact of that scene. It, it it's, was. it's probably the it might be the best scene in the show. Yeah. Um, because it's sort of the culmination of all the frustration and um. There's so much dis- relief there. Yeah, there's so much release from the from Kayo. Um, and it's it's this mixture of happiness because she's experiencing a br- like a breakfast table type scene that she doesn't get with her actual family because they're abusive, and um, there's a mixture of of happiness because she's experiencing it and also a and also um, I guess frustration and disappointment because she sees what she could have been having all along and what what her family isn't providing for her, but. Uh, either way, um, one of the best mo- one of the best scenes of the oh, anime. Yeah. So, so the chat will be surprised that I have that I have enough, <laughs> enough emotional impact in my body and soul to recognize that scene. But um, reminds me of my and, childhood. Oh, lovely! <laughs> and so, I, I scenes think like that made the show made the show really good. I I'm I'm glad that you thought so because I think they handled it very realistically for children too. Like I could see a child in that situation not knowing how to respond to that level of emotional complexity in in anything other than just bursting into tears. Like they handled that well. And on top of that, I think they handled a lot of Satoru's 29 year old mind being stuck in a nine year old body very well, too. Like just little little things like the fact that sometimes he'll think things and with the intention of holding them in, but then say them. And so you'll hear the 29-year-old internal monologue and the nine-year-old voice say them at the same time. And then he'll be like, oh, shit, I said that out loud. <laughs> because he doesn't have his adult filter anymore. And it was little details like that, too, that just kind of made the show for me. I, I give the show a lot of credit for a t- for tackling serious issues. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that by itself, honestly, sets the sets the show at a higher bar for me than most other anime that come out. You have a boatload of anime that come out every season that are like Dagashi Kashi that don't have any serious issues in them. And not only are there no serious issues, but they but they they actually apply negatives to themselves because they they do so many things that that are socially unacceptable, like like exploiting women or um, just whatever it is, and. and so I think about a show like uh, like Sword Art Online, which has been criticized a lot for being so misogynistic, doesn't have the same types of, of serious issues that this anime has. So as a, so as a critic, I look at the anime. Not only does it not do like anything that's really exploitative, which you know so many anime seem to make a lot of money doing, but at the same time, it it tackles multiple serious issues. So there's child abuse, which is pretty rare in anime and actually in Japan in general because of the way that they handle children in japan with such kid gloves mm-hmm. but also there's a lot of like I, I guess you could dig a little deeper and get some uh some like a like psychosis type stuff in there like the main character the main villain is clearly psychotic um and uh, it's it's I, nice that they tackle things like that i can agree with that definitely it's it's always nice and mitsugi you know that i always appreciate an anime more when they're willing to be darker with the the subtext or the themes and everything like that because i just feel like it gives it gives the anime more weight and more more value um but i will agree with godius maximus in the chat um and they said, but we can all agree that the red eyes thing was really stupid. It was a little ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> that I, was a little bit Anytime much. someone was about to do something bad, their eyes turned red. Um, and I will admit that I, I did kind of, 
I did kind of see the bad guy coming, but the way that they handled from the yeah, moment it was, you it was see pretty him, predictable. I was like, oh well, that's the bad guy right there. It's pretty predictable, and even my friend when I was rewatching it the second time, one of my other friends came over, um, and all she saw was like five minutes of one episode, and was like, oh yeah, no, no, that guy's the bad guy. Yeah. Um, so like it's it, well because he but, was the only other person in the show. <laughs> it's like it's a bunch of little kids, one dude, and you're like, all right, well, it's guys, it's him. <laughs> Um, but I still think, like, regardless of how predictable the bad guy actually being was, I feel like the way that they handled the whole situation, like, for example, the um, the hamster story. That was interesting. That was, like, just this internal look of into this character's mind and mm-hmm. everything with that hamster story. I was now, like, was that, all right. Was, uh, that was kind of was that like the, cool. the, Was the hamster supposed to represent the main character? Like, that was why he was so fascinated with him was because of... The Is hamster, it? the hamster that survived. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting. I, I think know. I think he he mentally associated that level of survival with Satoru. Yeah. I think so. Anyway, that whole thing was super um, symbolic. It yeah. was it was one giant metaphor, and it can all the the way metaphors work is they can all kind of be interpreted interpreted differently right. with different people. Um, I actually do have one nitpicky thing though in this anime mm-hmm. okay. that I can't handle, but it's a super spoiler. <laughs> Uh, you want me to play a spoiler drop? Hit yes, that please. drop, son. Oh, wow. Okay. Is it, at what point in the show does this spoiler? The last episode. The very? The oh. very last episode. Well, is I, is okay. it the airbag? Okay. <laughs> is that what it is? You want answers? I'm like, what the I hell is that? You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I, I have some issues with the ending also. Okay. Um, so maybe I can. Actually, I have a, I have a lot more issues. I'm sure you, so. I'm sure you do. This was just my major issue. Um... Where so did they get it? I used to, well, I mean, that's not too difficult. How they got it in such a short amount of time. But, okay, so to, to back up, the one of the major ways that Satoru ends up fooling the bad guy is by making the bad guy believe that he's going to commit suicide to prove to the bad guy that Satoru is the only one, after he's fixed everything, Satoru's the only one who knows what evil lurks inside this man. And so he knows if I die, that truth dies with me. Yeah. And so he, uh, Satoru pretends to try to commit suicide. The guy stops him and Satoru proclaims this whole thing like, uh, oh yeah, like we were always meant to be uh, as a part of each other's lives because of all of this and because I'm the only one who knows who you are and yeah, whatever, and whatever. you can't live without me and so all that exactly. stuff. Exactly. And so the uh, bad guy ultimately is like, you're right, and lets him fall. And you hear the crash. Satoru's in a wheelchair at this point. I'm not going to go deeply into why he's in a wheelchair. But you hear the crash of the wheelchair. You hear silence. The bad guy stands up. He goes to commit his own suicide, looks down, and there's a giant inflatable bag like they use for stunt work. Mm-hmm. And Satoru is laying there all like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm alive. Oh, wink, gotcha. wink. Um, the thing that bothers me most about that, and this is why it's so nitpicky, I used to do free falls for stunt work. Mm-hmm. I know how it works. Number one, he's in a wheelchair. Like, he would have had to physically push the wheelchair out of the range of the bag and and physically turn his body to a point where he could land directly on his back in the center of the bag. Not impossible, but he's in a wheelchair because he doesn't have any strength in his legs. Mm-hmm. How the hell did he manage to push the wheelchair away and land in the bag properly so that he didn't crush himself? Because what would have happened is yeah. he'd have hit the bag, the wheelchair would have hit the bag Ne- it would have either hit the bag on the side and we'd have flown out and hurt himself or he would have hit the bag first and then the wheelchair would have hit the bag second. Yeah. So they do show him training 
very rigorously for an extended period of time prior to that occurring. So it could be that well, that's, he got strong enough to where he knew he, that's why he was training so hard was because he knew he would have a confrontation. Maybe, but that's just regular it. physical therapy. And it showed he was struggling. He was yeah. struggling hard, which, um, which of course you will, you know, having. Okay. Yeah. So the, Mitsugi, what, what issues do the, you have with the, the, the biggest issues that we ought to have is that one, um, he assumed there's so many assumptions that are made in the end at the end. he, one, he assumes that the teacher is going to go, is going to actually take him to the to the roof. Yeah, that's a huge assumption. A How did he even massive, know he was take him? That, that is true. Absolutely. I will agree with you there. Especially since he doesn't even suggest it. The teacher just takes him there. So basically, I think he assumes that where else is this man going to kill me? I mean, he doesn't even Anywhere. know that he's going to try he's to in kill a wheelchair. him. He could have just stabbed him. So the 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 mere thought that the mere thought that he feels that the teacher doesn't want him to die because like. He needs him. He, like he's, you know what I mean. Like they make that. They they, they talk about that. Yeah. Thus, 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 he tries to prevent him from killing himself. So one, he's assuming that he will even try to kill him, which he and him in his own mind doesn't act. He doesn't actually believe it because it's part of his actual plan. Two, he assumes that the teacher will kill him on the roof. And three, he assumes that the teacher will like go run to the edge and try to stop him so that the people on the ground can see the teacher, you know, standing there. So none of that makes sense at all. Okay, that one thing, though, and again, this is all just like if I'm trying to defend it, you know, like I don't know for a fact that this is what they were trying to go for, but I could see even if the guy hadn't um, like hadn't tried to save him, Satoru never intended to commit suicide. So maybe no one else can see what's going on on the roof. Maybe his intention was I'm going to throw myself off. And then when the guy goes to look over the edge, it's going to look like he threw me off. But the problem, the biggest problem I think that I see there is there's no way to prove that the man, quote unquote, tried to kill him True. on the roof. I mean, maybe his phone was still going, but the killer took and, it. And, and, fr and frankly, he would have a plenty of motive to kill himself because he just woke up. His whole life's in a wreck. He can't even walk. Fifteen years later, exactly. his life's falling. His life's falling apart. He has the perfect reason to kill himself. And the teacher could literally make himself seem like a hero by saying, "Oh, I tried to stop him." Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and the chat says, "Oh, it's cause, cause it's anime." Well, that's not a good enough reason. <laughs> well, yeah. I do. I do appreciate the chat uh, saying that the problem with the show is that the elevator. Uh, was not a space elevator. That's I think true. that's the biggest problem with the show. Yeah. Actually, you're right. right. So I, I have some more things here. Okay. Oh, of course. Go for um, it. So there's a scene, and maybe this is nitpick, maybe it's not. I noticed it a couple times. There's a scene where Kayo, the, the, the abused girl, and Kayo Ken, Kayo Ken and Satoru's mother are taking a bath. Okay? Okay. And... Satoru is sitting outside of the bathroom in the living room or whatever, and he hears them giggling and tickling each other in the bath. Yeah. And he has this scene where he's talking inside of his head as an adult. Right. And he is flustered and embarrassed and, like, has, like, an, oh, my God, it's sexual type moment. Yeah, he's attracted and, to the little girl, even like, though he's I'm a 29-year-old like, man. I'm like, either, either you're yeah, attracted... Yeah, that happens a couple of times. Like, either you're attracted to your mother... No, what? That's or, what they're going for. Well, oh, <laughs> I mean, they're both bad, right? Well, it, no, it is, it is a thing. It is anime. It can happen. So, so, so here's, here's the thing is that they, and they kind of explain it, that his mind is inside the mind of himself as a nine-year-old. So he has, <laughs> and, and it happens several times throughout the show, he'll have these moments where he'll think or feel something that he he would at that age, and then he realizes, oh, why am I thinking this way? I'm, I'm a 29-year-old. So like, for instance, he'll be attracted to this girl who's the same age as him, 
and then you know quickly be like oh my gosh i'm 29 i shouldn't be thinking this but it's because he's in the mind of his nine-year-old self or eight-year-old self yeah exactly and they also kind of make it a point with the uh the the verbal filter like i was saying before he doesn't have complete 100% control over his faculties. Yeah. Uh, or, or, do, or to yeah. the same level he'll, he'll that he would when he was 29. That he would when he was a kid. And he's like, why did I say that or do that? Exactly. Like, oh, son of a bitch. I, I just, I, I just said what I was thinking when normally when I'm 29 years old, yeah. I, I would have been able to just hold that in. I guess I'm just sensitive to it because it's anime. Oh, no. It's, it's I don't know. kind it's, of it's, awful. It seemed odd in the moment, you know? Yeah. But, but it made but sense. He, but he noticed, it. and I think he also notices that it's awful, is like, my body or like, like my my body and mind reacts without me thinking and then he goes oh my god that's bad Weird. that's yeah. stop stop right now you know so like at least he's this isn't a romance <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, at least this isn't some weird sort of like, I'm in, I'm a 29 year old in the body of a nine year old and I fall in love with, with Kayo and you know, dude, if I could go back to my nine year old self, I do that. Oh my gosh. Awesome. In it. a heartbeat. Yeah, but I would, I would want to be able to come back. I think is the thing. Like, I don't no, know if I'd, I would want to go back to nine years old and relive everything. I would. Oh, I don't know yeah, if I, I, do. I don't know I, if I can I handle that. I would. All right. So I have more. So, um, but then what if we never knew each other? I want you to step in, Kimiko, <laughs> and and stamp these out if you think that these aren't these aren't valid. Okay. Okay. So you, you watched the show twice. I, I, did. I watched it once, um, and I fell asleep a few times. <laughs> so, oh God. Okay. As I sometimes do. So he, yeah, he just falls asleep. So first one. Um. The, so this next one is, I felt like the in, no, first of all, I love Idy, the the girl who works at the pizza shop. <gasps> oh, she's too. awesome. She's best girl or whatever the hell best girl. That, yeah. how people call it. <laughs> she's best girl. She's the prefect. All right, um, go ahead. So and she's seven. I felt that the entire. Almost everything that happens in the present, like when he when he gets knocked back into the present mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for le- for those two episodes or whatever, completely a waste of time. Uh, the like the whole thing with oh he's with Idy she's how she's hiding him. Then the manager from the pizza shop texts her and like sets her house on fire. What? No, he doesn't. That's not what happens. And the, then he, no, no, no. The no. manager doesn't. The the killer, the killer realizes does. that Idy is and trying the to protect him. Safer. So the killer lights the house on fire. Um, I think it's a combination of to either get her out of the way if she dies, or to prove to Satoru that he should not be having help right now. Even if okay, even if that's the case, the show stands completely on its own without those scenes at all. I disagree. Okay. I Why think, is it? Why is I think that, that that scene is necessary to show that Satoru wasn't trying hard enough. Um, I think that he needed the brutal reawakening of the fact that uh, and and that isn't to say that he didn't try really, really hard, but he needed to see that if he didn't accomplish his task back there, that it would change nothing. Um, And I think we needed to see what would happen if he failed. And we got a chance to witness that. We got a chance to see that if if Kaya wasn't saved, um, and it was also proof, I think, right there, um, uh, based off of the whole idea that the children had to be saved in order to save his mother. If Kayo alone wasn't saved and he comes back to his present day, nothing is different. Um, in, in fact, it's possibly worse because now he is a suspect for murder. He's getting other people um, involved in it and and injured and possibly arrested. Like, I think we needed those moments just to feel the severity of the issue. I'm not really sold. I think the reason is because he goes right back to the past and you never come back again. So, like, basically nothing in the present matters. I mean, because they never go back again, right? They, well, they never go back again, right? 
But, so I mean, he could literally blow up the earth and nothing would matter. I actually kind of thought it was kind of I, I thought it was kind of cool uh, that he didn't just bounce right back into the revi- into the revival. It was almost like the fact that, and again, we're gonna spoil something else here. The fact that he was in the coma for all that time and then just woke up was almost like a revival in and of itself. I, I thought that that was a really interesting take on it. What is the deal with the manager of the pizza shop? He's so, God, it's. He's annoying. And I, keep, I don't like him. I keep getting. I thought these, he was pointless. I keep getting strange vibes from this show because there's the scene. He's like, I don't know, what is he, like forty? Oh, there's oh, the this, scene where like she's about to head out and he gets all flustered and blushy and stuff. Clearly, that was yeah. that was he's, messed up. He's clearly in that love with her or something. And I like that Satoru wasn't. Yeah, like he, well, he wanted her be. presence in his life. I know she was a cutie. It's even well, even even technically even. Well, I guess by Japanese law, she's legal. She's probably she's legal. seventeen. She's seventeen. So maybe it's yeah, maybe. But it doesn't but matter. still, it was he blatantly said to his mother, number one, she's in high school and I'm 29 years old. The first time that his mother meets her, um, and number two, it, it, they kind of give off this feel, especially at the end when we're getting kind of that flash forward a couple of years into the future after everything is finished, that he just he wanted her in his life. He didn't necessarily want to be with her romantically, or that at least they didn't state it that way. And I thought that that was a really nice choice. Yeah. He is a fool. <laughs> He's a fool. Well, maybe, maybe you know, something happens later. But someday down the road. Um, how did you guys feel about the the pacing of the middle of the show? Like everything that happened from the episode two. Let's l- let's say episode two to episode. I don't know ten. I. I'm going to unfortunately not be able to properly answer this question because this was the only anime from that season that I watched weekly and I can never properly tell pacing if I'm watching them week after week because I'm just anticipating each episode as it comes out. You know what I mean? Like if I watch it all in bulk, I feel like I probably would have a better understanding of how the pacing was. Okay. But Cosmo? I felt it was fine. I mean, I, I, I don't recall being, you know, because there are sometimes you'll watch, even in a 12 episode show, you'll watch shows that are just like, oh my God, hurry up and get to the point already. I, I felt like it was fine. Um, I thought it was a little weird that, you know, he saves the first girl and then it's like, oh, there are two more girls to save. It almost felt like a video game where it's like, you've accomplished <laughs> this task. Now you have to do it two more times. Then you fight the boss. And it's like, all right, that's weird, but whatever. Um, so th- the pacing didn't bother me much. It wasn't as good as it could have been, but... It was okay. Captain Avatar in the chat says he it dragged badly mid series. Um, I don't think so. I I, I enjoyed. I didn't notice anything. I enjoyed the time like hanging out as he was a kid and and the whole like him realizing what it was like to be young and then he's having these memories that he completely forgot about. I enjoyed it. I thought it was. Oh man, can I can I really quickly throw in one thing that I really liked that I didn't notice until the second time I watched it? Did yeah. you guys notice that the opener, like, which the opener is, is so cool, by yeah, the way. I love the opener. Yeah. Uh, the second to last episode, Satoru isn't in it. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, when they play the opener, with the, the normal standard really? opener, they just took him out of it well, completely. And so all everyone is, is like playing. Oh, I I really liked the song. It's by um by Asian Kung, Asian Kung Fu. Yeah. yeah. And I really love them. So I, I watched it every single time and I also really liked it. And yeah, the second to last episode they just they removed the the animated character of him from every single scene. One of the interesting things about the opener is it literally tells you everything. It does. Like every scene, every major scene in the show is in the opener. Like it is. It, even though you may not notice it, like for instance, there's a scene where like 
there's fire and it's like okay that's when the house is burnt down with the and then ID or whatever and then there's the, the scene water, where the water comes rushing in that's when from he got, the car like from the the yeah so like everything's in the opener it's just you don't realize but it's it. it's all almost symbolic so you don't yeah you literally don't notice until the last episode when you're like oh okay so yeah this anime opener has yeah like all of it yeah I just thought that it was handled very well I uh, I thought the middle of the show was pretty slow um, I thought that. Uh, that it mostly devolved into like s- school activities and a whole bunch of like escorting uh, Kayo to different locations so that she would never be alone. Escort missions. Escort missions, <laughs> and I don't know. I didn't mind it. That's basically all. That that's basically most of what happened. Like from episodes three to episode nine, and in that, I thought that his approach to sort of trying to resolve the murders was really kind of misguided. I mean, I kept thinking to myself. Great. He saves Kayo, which, let's face it, that's like probably 85% of the show's content is him trying to save her. Yeah. And even if he saves her, it changes nothing because there's like six other girls that get taken. Two more. Two, two seven, <laughs> eight, two, nine hundred. Two one, girls. One other girl or nine, one, two, three, or nine hundred. There others. are literally two girls. Listen, I, <laughs> no, there's three of them. No, there are two well, more Kayo girls. Well, Kayo and two girls. It doesn't matter how many girls there are. The mother's a reporter. Oh, and wait. if two girls get taken, she's going to cover the story just like if there were three girls. Actually, there's Kayo, a girl, and a boy. What? Uh, a yeah, boy. the one got one. The, he the, told the me one, was a girl, even yeah, though he, a boy, even though has, even though he has a girl's name. Yeah, oh. he told me, and and that's why the killer killed him because uh, he wanted to give off the appearance that he didn't know who he told me was and thought he told me was a girl, which I thought was clever. I just thought it was odd because he spends the time trying to save Kayo. His mom's <laughs> so his, <did> <laughs> his mom's a reporter, right? Yeah, she's yeah. gonna cover the story whether or not two girls get taken or three girls get taken, especially because they're all the other girl is like in the school right next door, so. In order to change the future, you would. My thought is, you need to get the guy. You need to. You need to capture the the kidnapper because yeah, he's eight years old. What is he gonna do? It. I don't. He's. But he's. But he's got. He's partially twenty nine. So he's in the body of an eight year old. Even if he saved Kayo, he doesn't know that a third girl doesn't get taken. And in what her is he place. gonna do? Go to the authorities and be like, "Look, I'm from the future. I don't know. <laughs> this um, guy is gonna kill I, this person. Plant Kayo in the park and catch the guy red handed. I don't know. All anything. right. So I'll, I will admit, he goes back in time for God's sake. I can't. I can't like. <laughs> You know, just assume that. But how is he going to set up a? Tra- He's an eight-year-old child. He ha- how is he going to set up a trap with a twenty-nine-year-old mind who sets a trap perfectly fine at the end of the anime? Okay, so I I will admit, <laughs> I, mean, I will admit I will admit it's a little weak, but I think that they were relying very heavily, or rather, Satoru was relying very heavily on the mentality of the killer. I think that. Uh, a part of Satoru knew, or was hoping, or maybe even didn't realize. Um, because I don't think Satoru expected to wind up being partially drowned in a car at the end. Like I thought, that, I, I figure he would have still, for as long as he was in this revival, uh, he would have still been trying to make sure that those girls were uh, a part of their friend group. Which they, it was a little bit quick for me. The the pacing on that, like, oh, we saved Kayo in five episodes. We saved the other two girls in one, just by making sure that, or we saved the girl and the guy, yeah. just by making sure that they were a part of our friend group. Yeah, that's one of the things that I thought that was interesting about like saving them was. I almost thought it was like symbolic that it wasn't necessarily that they're saving them from a killer, although they are, they're saving them from being alone. Exactly. That all these, the thing that all these kids had in common was that they were alone and that's why they ended up dying. You spend a hundred years saving Kayo, five seconds on the entire like lead up into the beginning. 
five seconds on all the other girls, and then literally five more seconds on he gets killed and he catches him. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you save Kayo, so he, she doesn't get taken on that particular night, so the killer just takes another girl. There's probably three million of them he could choose from. That won't change well, anything. It shouldn't change anything. The that's what I'm saying. just going to take someone else. We're, yeah. we're relying on the killer's mentality. You get thwarted enough, you start to wonder, who the hell is stopping me? Yeah, and that's why he went after the That's why character. he went after Satoru. And so when Satoru survived, I think that was what saved um, the killer from going off and just continuing like, oh, I killed Satoru. And and now that that boy who was getting my way is dead, I'm going to go off to another city and I'm going to start killing kids again. But because Satoru survived and I think that they uh, directly parallel this with that hamster story, he was intrigued like, oh, this kid who thwarted me on every turn kept me from all three of my attempts at killing these children somehow managed to survive my attempts to kill him. I want to watch this kid. And you see that a lot in the very end where it's like this man went into the um, uh, went into his hospital waiting room almost what probably weekly, if not daily to like shave his face or visit him or like read to him. Like he was obsessed. What I thought was interesting was that like they showed him shaving him and it was like one of those moments. uh, He's like, I could kill you. He could kill him right now, but he couldn't do it. And because he, in a weird way, needed him. Exactly. I think his focus shifted from uh, the obsession of killing these children to the obsession of seeing whether or not Satoru would wake up. Yeah. All right. And that's how he saved everyone. I got to call it. We got to score it. Oh, okay. Well, it's been an hour. It's a long Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I can. I mean, I could argue the fact. I could argue why the only reason why the middle of the show works at all is because the killer is really s- seems really stupid. But he definitely seemed dumb when he went dumb. into the bus that the girl was in and then just left. And oh, I was yeah. like, why didn't he just... He was he, young then. Was like, oh, <laughs> Satoru's thwarting me. Why don't you just go to another town and take him? Like, why are you going to be... Well, he's obsessed. Again, he's I, yeah, he's obsessed. Well, that, and that goes into part of why he's a bad killer. He's yeah. Bad. Okay, so... So, so I'm going to... I'm pretty sure it's not... Uh, and no one's surprised. Let, um, me go, let me go first. Okay, go ahead. Because my score could be, could be influenced by your score. All right, go ahead. Um, I thought this anime was pretty good um it's it's for me it's not nearly as good as like i was led to believe by most of the internet um i thought that the writing definitely lacked at times i thought the pacing was real slow i fell asleep probably four times <laughs> but um, that's you fall asleep just <laughs> regularly i didn't no fall asleep okay. to, he's allowed his opinion <laughs> i didn't fall asleep during one punch man or grim oh, you're goddamn right or, or frankly or frankly grimgar <laughs> um I might I might have fallen asleep once during Grimgar. Yeah, I don't know, but um, it's far from perfect. It's it it's it is a pretty it is a pretty good show. I think unless you're like really looking at it critically, like really really being hard on it, like I like I was, um, most people would probably just say, oh, it's anime. You know, we don't expect it to have like Loctite storytelling. Um, which Steins Gate didn't either. I mean, it, it really didn't. <laughs> oh um, God, Steins Gate. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, it, it was pretty good. You know, I sit here and I play devil's advocate because it's boring to hear four, three people, three people agree for an hour. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, and uh, so I mean, the arguing. Really, it's quite good. <laughs> I think I think that it. I think that I recommend it for people who like mystery shows, even though there was really no mystery because you knew who mystery he was. Mystery slash slash slice of life. You, you knew Kinda, who, yeah, right. You knew who the killer was on episode three. Well, the, when so the very not much of a first mystery. time you see him, you know who he is. <laughs> yeah, so not much of a mystery there, which might dampen the show for some people who like to try to figure it out on their own. But um, I can't, I can't really say it was any. Like I keep using Parasite as my yardstick, and I can't really say it was any 
I can't say it was worse than Parasite for sure. So I'm going to give it four. Um, four, why are your eyes red out of five? No way. <laughs> I figured you would. I, I knew it. I knew it. This is classic Mitsugi. Hate, <laughs> argue, he, argue, argue, argue. It's a four out of five. And then, yeah, it's four out of five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cosmo, what about you? It could uh, be. I mean, I could go as low as a three and a half, but that would, I feel, it feels unjustified. Yeah. Aw. I feel you. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed the show. Um, it definitely had some leaps of logic that we touched on before. Um, but overall, it made me feel really good. Um, I connected a lot with uh, the girl, the first girl who got murdered. What's her uh, name? Aidy? No, the girl oh, who got the, Oh, Kayo. Kayo. Um, I think it really accurately reflected the complexity and emotion of a young child who is abused. Um, so I especially appreciated that. And because there's like a weird, it, it, it's complicated. We could talk about it for a whole episode about the, the way young kids are affected by abuse. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I especially appreciated the the accuracy of that. Um, and it, it you can't help but like the main character. Like he's just a he's just a good guy. I mean, like he's not perfect. He makes a lot of mistakes. He's kind of dumb sometimes. But he's just he's overall he's just trying to. I didn't uh, love him to bring people to. Well, kind of, well you're an evil. When person. he died, <laughs> I I, well, when he supposedly died, I felt nothing. <laughs> you're a terrible. Well, a, you felt I'm nothing a, when his mother was murdered I'm too. A, well, so it's because all she all she had done up until that point was make omu rice. Once. Thanks. Thank God for the Kayo breakfast scene. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So I mean. <laughs> In short, overall, I thought it was a very good show. Not the best show I've ever seen. It definitely has its faults. Um, for sure, better than Steins Gate, though. Let's <laughs> be honest. God, Steins Gate is terrible. Steins Gate um, was loaded with tropes uh, and just. Uh, although this did have that trope, I didn't even realize that was a boy. I thought it was. It's a got girl. tropes in it for sure. I thought that was a girl the whole time. The other. Oh, like the, the other one. Yeah, yeah, that was that was their. But um, overall, I. I I got to agree with Mitsuki's score. I'm going to go ahead and give it um, four dead kids out of five. Jeez. Good choice. That's um, dead kids. Dead, dead, but not dead. Uh, or dead four, hamsters. Wait, wait. Four, <laughs> four drowned hamsters. Four Schrodinger's kids out of five. Yeah, open the box. <laughs> four dead hamsters. Um, so I... I loved so many things about this. I can agree and I can admit that not everything about it was perfect. Um, I was very emotionally invested in the characters. Um, and uh, more than anything, though, for me, what really stood out was just how stylistically well done it was. It was very artistic. The metaphors and the symbolism, I thought, were right on point for a lot of it. Uh, it had its issues, but I really enjoyed it and like I said before enjoyed it enough to watch it twice from beginning to end with multiple people and recommend it to to uh, a lot of people from my job in fact and they also really liked it so I am going to give it uh, a 4.5 handmade mittens out of five okay mm. that only gives it a four that's fine which is you know I I, I honestly feel like that's fair I yeah. agree but um man you gotta you got to be a real nitpicker to find all that stuff. And fortunately, we have one. <laughs> I'm a nitpicker. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I was nitpicking all of the good things. All right. Well, it's, it's so sad. But nowadays, I just expect most anime to not have good writing. Like things just don't make sense, or yeah. they're, they're not really very complex. And this show was better than was better than that. Yeah, I'll say it's better I, than that. I have a tendency, I feel like, to go into an anime just wanting it to be good, and so it has to really suck for me to not at least enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. Uh, 
my mo- most of the anime we see nowadays seems to be pretty terrible. So my my whole idea going into a show is like, please don't be terrible. Please yeah. be at least remotely enjoyable. There are a couple of anime this season that I'm actually really enjoying. There's like four of them. I wish the ending had been I'm, better. I'm on episode yeah. seven of Super Lovers right now. Oh my god, <laughs> I hate it so god, much. We have to watch that pile of shit. And oh no, I thought I was uh, reviewing that by myself as a consequence for making Chiaki <laughs> review Divine Gate. I don't. No, I'm gonna watch it for sure. Oh, you're gonna watch it anyway. Come on, bro. Amen. How can he resist? How can I resist? <laughs> All right, I didn't show trivia. I forgot to get. And yes, moving forward, let's bring this bad boy home. Uh, our we- in-show weekly trivia question was in Excel Saga. Excel's pet dog is named after what food? Jimmy Cherry? No, his yes. name's Menchi, which is like, they make katsu and they call it Menchi katsu when it's like lower quality ground beef type katsu. I don't know what that is. Wait, Menchi like what is the Menchi ice katsu? cream? Not Menchi like the ice cream. You don't know what katsu is? No, no. Katsu what? is like a fried meat cutlet. Mm. Oh, but menchikatsu is normally like ground ground pork or ground beef. Okay, it's just a t- just a type of katsu. Yeah, you'll have katsu when we go to Japan. Very interesting. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we will actually go to Katsuya, the restaurant where they serve nothing but katsu. Oh, if you want to hear more about katsu, you can head <laughs> over to aaapodcast.com. From there, you will find our episodes, reviews, all kinds of crap. Um, of course, you can also head over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review there. We'll read it on the show. Our Facebook, we have two. We have our regular page, which is facebook.com slash animatics and on this podcast. And Cosmo's fancy page. And then my fancy schmancy group page that you can join and hang out and you can post your own crap and make friends. And it's awesome. <laughs> and we have literally, I can officially say hundreds of people. Hundreds. Aww. Hundreds. Thanks, guys. Of people on that group page. Thank you for hun- humoring him. And by hundreds, I mean 200. But whatever. Still, <laughs> still hundreds. Hundreds. That's all that matters. Um, so head over to facebook.com slash groups slash AAA podcast. Also Twitter, AAA podcast, AAA Kimiko, and AAA Kazuo. Um, and we will see you all next week. Have a wonderful life, day, evening. Summer preview next week. What? 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 Miss you guys. I love you.